Life Boy Health Soap presents Pig Town. Extra, extra hero about the angel of the street. Tonight's Pig Town story brought to you by Life Boy Health Soap. Life Boy gets skin cleaner in your daily bath. Extra, extra. <laughs> Life Boy Health Soap presents Big Town, the headline stories of a great city dramatically reported by Steve Wilson, fighting managing editor whose creed, as with all great newsmen, is emblazoned on the masthead of the illustrated press. The power and the freedom of the press is a flaming sword, but it may be a faithful servant of all the people. Use it justly, hold it high, guard it well. Now to Big Town at Steve Wilson's heartwarming story of The Angel of the Street. In Big Town, as in all great cities, all but lost amid the brassy clamor of its life, there walk in silence and in suffering angels of the street. And this is the simple story of but one, a flower seller in the theatrical section of Big Town. It began one chilly autumn evening as an elderly woman known as Violet stood shivering in the doorway, waiting for a young man to come out of a swank apartment house. Johnny. Johnny Nolan, wait. What the... Oh, hello, Violet. Rotten night to be peddling posies. Why don't you go home? I've never missed an opening night in 20 years, Johnny. I produced the friends that think it was bad luck if I wasn't around selling my Violet. <laughs> they ought to put you in a payroll, Violet. You ought to shake them down for plenty. Oh, Johnny, don't talk like that. You didn't used to talk like that before you quit night school and started running around with that no-good chick Larson. Don't you worry about me, Violet. I'm learning the angles. Pretty soon, I'll be buying your violets. For luck. Don't, Johnny. All the violets in the world won't bring you the kind of luck you'll need if you take up with Chick Larson and his racket crowd. What do I got to lose? A punk out of an orphanage at some slug left ten bucks a week instead of a name? I wish I knew who he was. I'd shake him down till his teeth fell out. Oh, no, you wouldn't, Johnny. You ain't that kind. You've been listening to that scum of the earth, Chick Larson. What do you care, Violet? What did playing it straight ever get you? Oh, Johnny, Johnny. Go on. Peddle your posies. One of these days, I'll buy you that farm you're always talking about, where you can raise your own vines. Not with that kind of money, Johnny. I'd rather die in the gutter of big town. I'd rather die... Cut it out, Violet. You've been a pal, and you helped me out. You steered me into my first job when I got out of the orphanage. But I ain't gonna go on being pushed around for the rest of my life. Don't do it, Johnny. If it's money in there to get started on something, I've got a little seed. No. I'm sorry, Violet. You, you've done too much for me already. Now, leave me alone. Good night. <laughs> Leave him alone. Leave Johnny alone. He ain't their kind. They'll use him. Drag him down and... Yeah? Oh, hi, Violet. What do you want? I... I want to see Chick Larson. Who is it, Lola, baby? <laughs> the lady to see you, Chick. Yeah? What's she... Wa- 
Very funny. Go on, mix some drinks or I'll smack your teeth for a real laugh. I'll cut it out, Chick. Where's your sense of humor? I haven't any. I just got a thirst. Mix me a drink to get the taste of this posy pusher out of my mind, will you? All right, Violet, how did you get up here? Up the service stairs. I knew the elevator kid would never bring me up the front way. And how he wouldn't. Well, what do you want? I want you to leave Johnny Nolan alone. Nolan? Yes. It's my deal with him got to do with you. You're trying to ring him into your dirty racket. Well, what's it to you? None of your business. But you ain't going to mix him up in your crooked deals. You ain't going to get him in trouble. Get him sent to jail, you ain't. No, huh? Come over here to the head of the stairs. You let go of me. Quit pushing me. Shut up and listen, you rummy old posy peddler. Pushing dopes around is my racket. I don't care what you do to me. Only you'll leave Johnny Nolan alone. Well, it's good you don't care what I'm going to do to you. Because I'm going to learn you to mind your own business. Let go of me. Let me go. Sure. I'm even going to help you go. You sneaked up the back stairs, so I'm going to help you down the same way. Steve, you got a minute? Sure thing, Lorelai. Come in. Come on in, Violet. Thank you. Hello, Violet. What are you... Good grief. What's happened to you? How did you get your face cut up like that? Oh, it don't matter about me, Mr. Wilson. Wait a minute, Violet. Here, let me take your flower basket. What's the matter with your side? You keep clutching it. Have you been hit by a car? No, no. I'll be all right. It's Johnny Nolan. I want you to help. Johnny Nolan? Yes. The boy you befriended ever since he got out of the orphanage? He's going to get in trouble, Mr. Wilson. He's bitter. They've been lying to him. Making him bitter. Trying to mix them up in that dirty racket. Who's trying to mix Johnny in a racket, Violet? Chick Larson. Chick Larson. Steve, isn't he the West Coast character who's supposed to be moving in on the Midtown Cafe operator? Yes, but so far, the racket squad's having a thing on him, Lorelai. He's trying to get Johnny to handle his books. Johnny's good at figures. He was going to be in a... Oh, well, Johnny's troubles can wait, Violet. You're hurt. Call a doctor, Lorelai. No, no, I, I, I'll be all right. Violet, let me touch your side. I've had three days. No, and you don't matter, Miss Kilburn. What happened, Violet? How did you get bruised and cut up like this? Well, I, I tried to make him leave Johnny alone. He pushed me down the service stairs. Who pushed you downstairs, Violet? Chip Larson. Larson? Oh, Steve, I'm almost certain two of her ribs are broken. There may be internal bleeding. Get on the phone, Lorelai. No. I call for an ambulance. Get her to city no, hospital. Please, please. Mr. Wilson, I, I, I've got to keep them from dragging Johnny down in the gutter. Now, you've done more than your part, Violet. Please find Johnny, Mr. Wilson. Now, don't worry, Violet. I'll find Johnny Nolan and Chick Lawson and take it from there. All right, see you once, what, Lola? What's the matter, Chick? Pushing that poor old dame downstairs where you out so much you can't make it to the door? No, baby. And I told you to quit lipping me for less. Cokey. Yeah? Yeah, Chick? See you once. Remember that posy peddler ain't been around. We ain't seen her. Sure, Chick. We've just been playing gin rummy like gents. And that goes for you, too, Lola, baby. Quit twisting my arm, Chick. I don't have to take it. You'll take what I hand out. I want to see Chick Larson. Hold it, fellow. Maybe he don't want to see you. Uh, he'll talk to me or the police. Oh, yeah? 
Who says so? Take it easy, Cokey. Invite the gent. Okay, Chick. Come on in, mister. Thanks. So you're Chick Lawson? So I've been told. Who are you I got to talk to? The police may want to ask you a few questions whether you talk to me or not. Yeah, what's the beef? At the moment, it's a simple matter of assault. But if your victim dies, it'll be murder. Murder? Chick, you Shut up. Go make some drinks, baby. I want to hear this guy talk. Want me to frisk him for heat, Chick? Put that goon boy on a leash, Lawson. Yeah, go cheat yourself a game of solitaire, Cokie. This guy kind of interests me. Okay. But if he gets fun... All right, big boy. It's a cinch you ain't a copper, so where do you fit? We'll get to that. Where's Johnny Nolan? Nolan? What do you want him for? Someone who loves him very much is badly hurt and is asking for him. The flower woman you shoved down a flight of stairs. <laughs> Prove it, fella. I got two witnesses that'll say she wasn't and here. And I have proof she was here. What kind? This bunch of violets. Outside your door. Crushed underfoot when you shoved her toward the service stairs. That ain't proof of nothing. Anyway, what's it to you? Justice Larson. You picked the wrong person to shove down those stairs. Just a poor old flower seller, but a woman known to the as the angel of the street. A woman with a thousand friends, from the biggest big shot to the lowest moocher. And if she dies, your life won't be worth a nickel in this town. <laughs> you scare me, fella. Where's Johnny Nolan? Never heard of the punk. Where's Nolan? Try the phone book. Listen, Larson. That poor woman may be dying because she doesn't want to live to see Johnny Nolan teamed up with you. You're breaking my heart. All right, Larson. You've had your chance. I'll find Nolan another way and leave you to my friend, Inspector Callahan of Homicide. Jack, you ain't gonna let that monkey talk like that and walk out of here. Let me take him. Not here, Cokie. Put that sticker away. Yes, Cokie. And next time you pull a knife, don't rattle before you strike. Thus, Steve, although failing to get a line on Johnny Nolan, has stirred up a deadly hornet's nest that will lead to exciting developments. And in a moment, we'll continue with tonight's story... The Angel of the Street. You know, one big reason I've been using Lifebuoy Health Soap all these years is that I always felt it got me extra clean. But now I've seen the actual proof, and it really is something startling. Because the doctors now know that Lifebuoy in your daily bath gets you cleaner. Stops B.O. as no other leading soap can. Yes, after comparing the effects of daily baths with different soaps, the doctors made this amazing statement. Actually, you are cleaner, safer from B.O. when you bathe daily with Life Boy than when you bathe with any other leading soap. The doctor studied 820 scientific tests and discovered that it's Life Boy's purifying ingredient that makes the difference. And this same purifying ingredient actually makes Life Boy milder, safe even for a baby's tender skin. So enjoy that Life Boy bath every day. It's refreshing and mild. And Life Boy gets you cleaner. Buy some tomorrow. You'll be glad you did. Now, back to Big Town and Steve Wilson's headline story of The Angel of the Street. 
Investigating a brutal assault on Violet, a beloved flower vendor of the theatrical section of Big Town, Steve Wilson is trying to locate Johnny Nolan, an orphan the old woman had befriended since childhood. Now, following a clash with a racketeer responsible for Violet's injuries and who knows Johnny Nolan's whereabouts, Steve and Harry the Hack are watching the gangsters hang up. Say, boy, say it, Harry. Look, keep your eye peeled on that side exit to Larson's building while I watch the front shack, boy. Now, the hunch the rats are going to scatter. I'm hoping they'll lead us to Johnny Nolan. Hey, boss, that's a press car that just pulled up behind my hack. Yeah, it's the law line. She must have hightailed straight here from the hospital. And hey, what gives her a pile of Miss Kelpine? Pretty serious, Harry. Internal hemorrhage. She keeps asking for Johnny Nolan. Have you located him, Steve? No, he's not at his flat, and no one seems to know where he hangs out. Well, what about Chick Larson? Well, Larson isn't talking, but I threw the hook into him. And I'm hoping he'll lead us to Nolan. Boss, a dame just come out of the side exodus and she's coming this way. Yeah, in a hurry. And looking behind her is that she's afraid she's being followed. That's the girl who was in Ross's apartment. She's crossing the street, heading toward the avenue. You want me to follow her, Steve? Yes, Laurel, I follow her, but watch her step. I don't know how deeply she's involved in Larson's setup. I'll be careful, Stephen. I can do better without the press card. I'll leave it here. Harry and I may have to split up if Larson and his hop-headed stooge come out. I'll get going, my lovely. She may grab a cab on the corner. She won't shake me. I'll phone Fletch on city desk and leave a message the minute she likes. What a gal, boy. Yes. If only she wasn't so reckless. Careless of her own safety. Boss, if you will excuse the personalities, them that live in glass hothouses should not throw shoes which fit. Well, maybe you're right, Harry. I don't set a very good example, but... Oh, oh, heads up, Harry. Get under the wheel of your hack. Larson's on the move. Is that him under the canopy with the skinny character healing like a bird? Do- hey, it looks like they're looking for a hack. Yes, pull out, Harry. Cruise pass. Pick them up if you can. Take them wherever they want to go. Check, boss. And whilst why you will be doing what? I'll be in the press car, Harry. Glued to your tail. Now get going. Let's go. <laughs> Johnny, there's no telling what Chick will do. Yeah. Oh, Johnny, it's me, Lola. I was hoping you'd be with Sam. Yeah. Oh, what's the matter, Lola? It's Chick, Johnny. Something happened after you left. Something you ought to know about. Has he been slamming you around again, Lola? Oh, no more than usual. But you're mixed up in this, Johnny. How, how do you mean? Well, I don't want to tell you over the phone. Can you come over here to my place quick? Yeah, okay, Lola. I... I can be there in five minutes. Make it quick, Johnny. Make it quick. Chick, maybe he followed me. He said, Cokie. Yeah? Yeah, who is it? Miss Lynn. Miss Lynn. Oh. Must be the girl across the hall. Just... Oh. Oh, you're not... No, I'm not whoever you're expecting, but I want to talk to you just as soon. Say, who are you? What's the idea of pushing your way into my apartment? To get a straight answer to a simple question, where's Johnny Nolan? What do you want to know? Who are you? Well, it isn't important, but I happen to be a newspaper reporter. A reporter? Yes, I'm Lorelai Kilburn of the Illustrated Press. What do you want with Johnny? He wasn't there. Wasn't where? At Chick Larson's place when that poor flower seller was pushed down a flight of stairs? Say, how do you know so much? We know plenty, but we don't know where to find Johnny Nolan, and you're going to tell me or you'll tell it to Homicide at police headquarters. Homicide? Is Violet dead? No, but she's in a very bad way. Well, why do you want Johnny Nolan? He wasn't there. He left before it happened. Because Violet wants to see him. She doesn't want to live if he's going to get mixed up in Chick Larson's rotten rackets. 
Is that the only reason? Don't lie to me, Kilburn. Johnny don't give a hoop about me, but I happen to like him. Then where is he? He's coming here. And Hi, I... Lola. Oh, Chick. Yeah, Chick. How come you took a powder when I told you to go mix me a drink? I'm through, Chick. You mixed me in more than enough. Nobody walks out on me, baby. Who's your snazzy girlfriend? Just a friend, Mr. Larson. What do you use for a name, beautiful? Thanks for the compliment. Just call me Susie Q. <laughs> Just be beautiful, baby. Don't strain a brain with me for laughs, Kim. I'll try to remember that. You do that. Jot me down your phone number while I settle with Lola, man. I'm getting out of town, chick. Sure, Cokie's picking up a car to take him. Cokie? I wouldn't go to the corner with Cokie. You'll go, baby. Get your hat. <laughs> Tim always feels better with her hat on, no matter what happens. I won't go. Get your hat, Lola. Let me talk to Chicky Boy. You keep out of this plenty of plenty. Chick, that's Johnny, but don't get this wrong. Clam up. So you phone a Johnny punk, huh? I figured you dumb enough to do that. Johnny ain't crossed. You ain't made a play for me. Get in the bedroom, both of you. Now, wait a minute, Larson, before you start waving that gun on your shoulder. Get in there, both of you. I'll tend to this. Come on in, Johnny boy. The door ain't locked. What's up, Chick? Where's Lola? Shut the door, Johnny. Oh, wait a minute, Nola. Hello again, Larson. Mr. Wilson, what are you doing here? Wilson, the racket buster newsie, so that's who you are. Yes, Larson. And thanks for leading me to Nolan. See, it's hailed me, huh? A blind man could have trailed you here. You got nothing on me, Wilson? Nothing but an assault rap so far. But pull that ego crutch in the shoulder holster bulging your tux. And you'll buy yourself a one-way ticket to the chair. What's happened, Mr. Wilson? It's very simple, Johnny. This would-be boss of yours has nearly killed the best friends you'll ever have. Who? Who are you talking about? The woman who's looked after you since you were a kid in an orphanage. Violet? Yes. What's happened to her? She's in general hospital because she tried to keep this rat from ringing you into his filthy rackets. How bad, Mr. Wilson? How bad is it? Bad enough she may die because she doesn't want to live to see you hauled down in the gutter with a snipe. Larson, you rat. You dirty, stinking rat. Oh, Larson, hold it, Johnny. Larson will keep. You're needed at General Hospital to tell Violet you're not going to team up with Larson or any other rat. I'll, I'll go, Mr. Wilson, but first let me show you. No, 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 God. don't be a fool. Please. Yes, don't either one of you be dopes. Get away from that door, Larson. Give me an argument. We're going to General Hospital to give a woman the will to fight for her life. You ain't going out of here and sicking the cops on me. Let go of me, Mr. Wilson. I'll take that gun away from him and break every bone in his body. No, 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 Johnny. He's a cornered rat and he'd tear you apart. Yes, and the same goes double for you, Wilson. So lead that hero over to the bedroom door over there and I'll let you guys join a couple of snazzy dames. Mr. Wilson, he must have Lola Lynn locked in there. She phoned me from here five minutes ago. Yes, and apparently one of my top crime reporters, Laura Lai Kilburn. So the other dame was a reporter, huh? Well, that settles it. And I'll settle you. Look out, Johnny. Nice going, but let me get this gun out of his hand. Take it and let me finish him. That's enough, Johnny. That'll hold him. Now let the law settle the rest of the score, Johnny. If Violet dies, I'll kill him. So help me, I'll kill him. No, 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 Johnny. No, no, the law will take care of him, Johnny. Now, come on. Let's get the law and Miss Lynn out of the room. Steve. Steve. Yes, Lorelei. Just a minute, my lovely. 
Did you take Larson? Miss Jolly jumped in and held him while I pulled the snake's fangs. He's over there on the floor. Is Lola okay, Miss Kilburn? Yes, Johnny. I didn't have anything to do with hurting Violet, Johnny. I couldn't stop sure, it. Sure, kid. I ain't blaming you. Even for getting mixed up with Larson, I almost did. But what about Violet? How bad is she? When can I see her? As soon as we can get you to the hospital, Johnny. She's asking for you. She's afraid you're going to the rackets and doesn't want to live if you do. She won't have to worry about that. Okay, Johnny. Give me a hand with Larson and we'll turn him over to the police on the way to the hospital. What about Cokey, Mr. Wilson? He's coming here to get me. I think Cokey will be well taken care of. Think again, Wilson. Cokey. How? If it isn't the knife boy to the rescue. Yeah, Wilson. Only this time I got me a gun and pry taken it and I'll rip you open where you'll spill all over the joint. I uh, won't have to take it away from you, Cokey. Come on, Wilson. Pry it. I got a personal score to settle with you. Include me, Cokey. Keep out of this, Johnny. You're needed at General Hospital, but not as a patient. You slugs ain't going nowhere. You snap Chick out of dreamland until he tells me what to do with you. Go on, Johnny. Work on Chick. Get him on his feet. Go ahead, Johnny. Leave Cokey to me. Yeah. Come on, Wilson. Try taking this rod like you did my knife, and I'll pour it into you till you fall apart. Steve faces a tricky and dangerous situation. And in a moment, we'll come to the exciting climax of tonight's story, brought to you by Life Boy Health Soap. Yes, it's an amazing statement, but doctors have proved it to themselves. Life Boy in your daily bath gets you cleaner than any other leading soap can. Yes, it's true. You are cleaner, safer from B.O. when you bathe daily with Life Boy than when you bathe with any other leading soap. Buy some tomorrow. And be sure to listen at the close of this program for thrilling news about Lieber's sensational Mercury a Day contest. Now, back to Big Town and tonight's heartwarming story of The Angel of the Street. And to Steve Wilson as he faces a hop headed gunsel by the name of Cokie. Come on, Wilson. Try to take this rod like you took my knife. Don't try it, Steve. He's needle-happy. Don't worry, Lorelei. It won't be necessary. It's all arranged. Cokey is going to be taken care of in just a moment. Are you going to pull it, Wilson? Come on, make a move. I'll even take my finger off of the trigger of this gun. Give you a sporting chance to rush me. Come on, Wilson. I bet you six slugs to one punch. Come on. Come on! All right, now, Harry. Check! Wash! Yeah, thanks, Harry. Pick up his gun. Oh, that was beautiful, Harry. Thanks from all of us. Oh, thank nothing of a Miss Kilpine. Oh, Steve, did you know for certain Harry was standing right behind Cokey outside that door? Yes, well, I, I didn't see Harry, but I saw a hand holding his upholstered monkey wrench, and that was enough. Yeah, and if there was anything else, I would be glad to oblige no Blessley. Just phone the police, Harry, and watch these goon boys until they get here. What pleasure, boss. What about me, Mr. Wilson? I know I should have helped you. Should have gone to the police. Well, stay here, Miss Lynn. Tell the police a straight story, and they'll give you every break they can. Come on, Lorelai, Johnny. Let's see if we can give poor Violet a break.
Johnny. Johnny, you came. Yeah, yeah, Violet. Yeah, I got here thanks to Mr. Wilson. And don't you worry about me getting into the rackets. Don't do it, Johnny. Don't hook up with Lars and I... You'll end up dead in the gutter like... Like your father. My, My father? You knew my old man? Yes, Johnny. He wasn't bad. Just stubborn like you. He wanted to get rich quick and got mixed up with a rum gang and they killed him when he tried to pull out. Well, then, it wasn't him that left enough dough for me to go to high school after I got out of the orphanage. Oh, yes, yes Johnny. He didn't want you to go his way. End up in the gutter, in the street, like me. Oh, wait a minute, Violin. Yes, don't worry about Johnny, Violin. Oh, oh, Mr. Wilson, Miss Kilborn. I didn't see you there standing at the foot of my bed. Thank you for helping, Johnny. We haven't been able to do a thing but bring you two together. But now the doctors say you're going to be all right. How about giving Johnny a chance to thank the one person to whom he owes everything? No. No, Mr. Wilson. Let it stay like it's been. What is it, Violet? What are you and Mr. Wilson talking about? Tell him, Violet. Johnny has a right to know. No, Mr. Wilson. He'd be so ashamed. Not if he's worth all you've done for him through all the years. No. He has a right to know his mother. Oh, no. My no, mother. Please. Violet, you're my mother. Oh, Johnny, I... I'm sorry. I'm... I'm just a poor old broken-down flower scent. Sorry. I'm the one that ought to be sorry. Why didn't I get it? See it all the times you helped me out. I'm sorry, Johnny. I'm so sorry. Now, don't talk like that, Violet, because I'm the proudest guy in the world. Oh, Johnny. The proudest, my luckiest guy in the world. Oh, my boy. My son. My son. All right. Let's go out in the hall. Yes, dear. They don't need us in here. Steve, how long have you known Violet's secret? I wasn't sure until tonight, Laura. Now you want me to phone Fletch on City Desk and give him the story? Only part of it, Laura. Unfortunately, happiness doesn't make headlines in this hard-boiled town. Yeah. Well, what part of it do I feed rewrite, Steve, and our readers of the Illustrated Press? Just the fact that Larson and Cokie are going up the river for assaulting a flower seller by the name of Violet Nolan. Alias, the angel of the street. And so ended in a happy reunion of mother and the prodigal son. Another big town adventure of Steve Wilson and Lorelei of the Illustrated Press. And now, here is Steve Wilson with an important announcement. Friends... If you haven't yet entered Lever's sensational $100,000 Mercury-a-day contest, better hurry. The new Mercury is a wonder. And right now, Lever Brothers Company is giving away a brand-new 1949 Mercury four-door sedan every weekday, Monday through Friday, for 30 days. Yes, and that's only part of it. There are also $110 cash prizes every day, 3,030 prizes in all. 
These contests run through November 19th, so enter now and enter often. Each day's contest is one more opportunity for you to win that mercury. Here's all you do. Finish the following statement in 25 words or less. I like Life Boy because... Put the name of your storekeeper on your entry, then send your entry with a Life Boy box front and your name and address to Lieber's Mercury Day Contest, Post Office Box 3, New York City. That's Post Office Box 3, New York City. Only residents of the continental United States, Alaska, and Hawaii are eligible. Free entry blanks with complete rules are available at your store. In tonight's dramatization of Big Town, all names, times, and places are fictional. And any similarity to other names and places is purely coincidental. Big Town features Edward Pauley as Steve Wilson, Fran Carlin as Lorelai Kilborn, and was written and directed by Jerry McGill. And now, Big Town bids you good night until next you hear the newsboy calling. Extra, extra hero about it. The story of Steve Wilson and Big Town brought to you by Life Boy Health Soap, another fine lever product. Extra, extra. Lifeway Health Soap presents Big Town. Presents Big Town, the headline stories of a great city dramatically reported by Steve Wilson, fighting editor whose creed is emblazoned on the masthead of the Illustrated Press. The power and the freedom of the press is a flaming sword, that it may be a faithful servant of all the people, use it justly, hold it high, guard it well. Now, Steve Wilson's headline story of Nightmare House. This is not the story of an ancient mansion peopled by ghosts of the past. This is the story of Bill Barton, his wife Helen, and their new house in the suburbs of Big Town. Dog, darn it. Oh, Bill. Huh? Oh, never mind, darling. Needn't have washed the dishes. I'm not that helpless. Oh, maybe not, honey, but you've got a lot of things to do. Yes, but I have all evening, and you'll be late for work if you don't hurry. Oh, I'm almost done with what's left of these dishes. I would be, except the darn water's almost cold. Oh, it's the heater, Bill. It's no good. Yeah, like the whole plumbing system, the foundation, roof, and floors. We've been had, Helen. Yes, and so has everyone else on Honeymoon Hill. Honeymoon Hill. What a name. Nightmare Hill would be better. Oh, but it could be a lovely house, Bill. You could only make Kane live up to his contract. <laughs> that chance of that. Have you talked to him? Yes, till I'm blue in the face. And so have the other owners. All we get is excuses, promises. And we're all through talking. What are you going to do? We're getting together. We're going to refuse to make any more payments until Kane finishes these houses according to contract. Copper pipe, waterproof cellars, put-in standard appliances. And supply doors. Helen, do you realize that except for the storage room in the cellar, there isn't one inside door to any room in this or any other house on Honeymoon oh, Hill? Please, Bill, don't work yourself up. Oh. Bill. I know it's bad. 
But at least we have a roof over our heads. Yeah, that leaks. Honeymoon Hill. Well, Kane is going to find out the honeymoon is over. Come on, the back door, Bill. You stay put on that stool. I'll see who it is. All right. But you worry too much. The baby isn't due for a month, and I feel fine. <laughs> you stay there and keep on feeling fine. Hello, Button. Oh, good evening. I'm Parker. Kane's new agent. Parker? Yes. Uh, mind if I come in? Want to talk to you. Evening, Mrs. Barton. Good evening. New agent for Kane, huh? Well, I hope you'll do more about our complaints than the last one. That's what I'm here to talk to you about. We're all through talking to Kane. So I hear. I understand you've got the folks up here on the hill together. That's right. And you're talking about not meeting your next payments on these houses. If you want to call them houses. And it's more than just talk. Now, look, Barton, this is serious business. You're telling me. You can lose this place and every cent you've sunk into it. Not if we stick together and fight for our rights. That's the point. Most of the folks up here won't stick with you. Just a few sawheads. That's what you think. Look, Barton, you're the leader of this movement. You started this, you can stop it. I'll stop it when Kane lives up to his contract with us. Now, uh, look, suppose we take care of you. Me? How? Fix up your place. Look, Parker, are you trying to buy me off? No. We'll just take care of your place first. Oh, and the rest of the folks around here can wait until the cows come home, is that it? What do you care as long as you get what you want? Get out of here. You're a dirtier rat than the last one Kane sent up here. Now get out before I throw no, you. No, don't, don't lose your hand. Keep out of this, Helen. I'll settle with this rat. Get smart, Barton. Listen to your wife or you'll lose your house. I'll risk that before I'll sell out my neighbors. Now get out of here. They'll sell you out. I said get out of here. You'll be foreclosed in a month, you dope. Dope, am I? Get out. Hey. Tell Kane before we're through. We'll put him in jail. Oh, Bill, you shouldn't have done that. They can make trouble. Trouble? We've had nothing but trouble since we moved in. Now I'm going to make some trouble for Kane. We can't fight this thing alone. But what can you do, Bill? I'm telling the whole rotten story to a newspaper that fights our kind of fight. The Big Town Illustrated Press. <laughs> Sure thing, Lala. Come in. Come on in, Mr. Barton. Thanks, Miss Children. Steve, this is Bill Barton, and he has something on a rotten racket that I think you should hear about. Hello, Bill. Sit down. Let's have it. Well, I, I uh, haven't much time, Mr. Wilson. I work nights and I'm late for my job, but a bunch of my neighbors need your kind of help. It's one of the infinite variations of the housing racket, Steve. Oh, the housing racket. That again. Oh, I know it's an old story, Mr. Wilson. I know it isn't news, headline stuff. It may not be headline stuff, Bill, but it is news and important news as long as the housing shortage exists. I'm not the only one involved in this. There are about 20 families on Honeymoon Hill, and we've all been taken. Honeymoon Hill? It's a development owned by a man named Kane, Steve. What's the main trouble, Bill? Well, Kane let us move in before the houses were finished and hadn't lived up to his contract. Now, that's an old dodge. Are you a veteran? No, sir, but ambulance corps driver overseas. Kane financed the whole deal and made sure he didn't sell to vets. Another dodge to avoid the protection given ex-servicemen by the Veterans Administration. What's the immediate trouble, Bill? We've got together, threatened to withhold our next payments until Kane lives up to his contract. Now, wait a minute. Are you acting on advice of a lawyer? No, but we're going to hire one. Good. You've got to fight this thing by legal means, though. Well, we intend to, but Kane isn't playing it that way. Are you the head of the group? Sort of. Has Kane threatened you? Yes, with eviction. But first, Parker, his new agent, tried to bribe me. Bribe you? Yeah. 
Offered to fix up my place if I'd keep my mouth shut. And sell out your neighbors. Yeah. I kicked him out of the house. My wife is... Well, we're expecting a baby, and it upset her. I had to leave her alone. I'm worried. Naturally, Bill. Will you print the story? Will you give us a little publicity? Maybe it'll scare Kane into living up to his contract. Of course we will, Bill, but Kane's type of operator doesn't care what's said about them once they have their hooks in a victim. Yes, there's going to be trouble. That agent of Kane's is a rat. I wish Helen wasn't out there alone. Don't worry. She isn't going to be alone, Bill. But I work nights. I can't lay off and stay with her. We need the money to make our payments if we lose this fight with Kane. You're not going to lose this fight or your home, Bill. Where do you work? At the Big Town Electric Plant on the west side, and I'm late now. All right, come along. You can give us the rest of the facts we need on the way to your job. Let's go, Laura. I'm ready, Steve. What are you going to do, Mr. Wilson? We're going to have a heart-to-heart talk with your predatory Mr. King. Hey, look, Kane. What's the matter, Parker? You got trouble. Plenty of trouble. Sure. That's why I hired you, Parker. You said you was good at handling trouble, so handle it. I'll handle it. But I got to know a few things first. Such as what? Are you covered if anything should just happen to happen to one of those cracker boxes up on the hill? You mean insured? Yeah. Yeah, but wait a minute, Parker. Never mind. You hired me to handle those suckers? Keep them in line? Collect the installments? Yeah, but listen... Don't butt uh, me around, Kane. I don't like being crossed. Now, there's only one guy going to give us any real trouble. Who do you mean? Bill Barton? That's right. He's lining up the others. The rest are sheep. But they'll follow him if we don't get rid of him. Okay. Foreclose on Barton if he don't pay up tomorrow. Ah, that'll take time. We got to get him out of there before he organizes that bunch and they get a lawyer. Oh, yeah. That'll cost me 2000 a unit to live up to those contracts. Yeah. 40000 bucks. That break me. That's why you hired me. But this is going to cost you a bonus. A big bonus. Yeah. How much? Five thousand. Five thousand? Yeah, five thousand if I get rid of Barton and bust up the organized squawk. Now, wait a minute. I ain't risking any rough stuff. There ain't going to be any rough stuff. Nobody's going to get hurt. Except one of them so-called houses. And the way I'm going to handle it will cover up a lot of your crooked building shenanigans. Uh, what are you... What are you going to do? <laughs> I ain't sure you ought to know. You're my agent. I'm responsible for your acts. Yeah. I wanted to be sure you knew that. Now keep your mouth shut when it happens. Uh, what's going to happen? There's going to be a fire up on the hill. A fire? Yeah. Starting in Bill Barton's basement. Accident. Wait a minute. Barton's wife ain't well. She might get trapped in that house. Relax. I'll make sure she gets out of that cracker box. Maybe I'll even rescue her myself and earn Barton's gratitude. You better make sure of that, Parker. Don't worry, King. I don't mind a little arson. But I ain't mixing myself in a murder for 5,000 bucks if I can help it. All right. Uh, when are you... When are you going to pull it? There's no time like the present, King. I'm going to pull it tonight. unaware of the dangerous complications are in the making, Steve and Lorelei head for the suburbs to help Bill Barton. You know, some people think all soaps are the same. Not me. I always felt that Lifebuoy Health Soap got me cleaner somehow, and now I know I'm right. 
Because doctors have actually proved it in 820 scientific tests. Yes, after comparing the effects of daily baths with different soaps, these doctors made this amazing statement. Actually, you're cleaner, safer from B.O. when you bathe daily with Life Boy than when you bathe with any other leading soap. Startling, isn't it? Well, here's the explanation. Life Boy does more than just remove the grime and perspiration you can see. Life Boy is more effective than any other leading soap against the invisible dirt that can form a foothold for B.O. Life Boy gets you even cleaner than the eye can see. After 820 scientific tests, these doctors say that Life Boy's purifying ingredient makes the difference. And this same purifying ingredient actually makes Life Boy milder, safe even for a baby's tender skin. So enjoy a refreshing Life Boy bath every day. You'll like Life Boy's creamy rich lather, its wonderful mildness. Get Life Boy right away. Now, back to Big Town and tonight's story of Nightmare House. Learning that a group of new homeowners are having trouble with the owner, Steve and Lorelei are driving to the suburbs in the cab of Harry the Loquacious Hecky. Say, boss, Miss Kelpine. Say it, Harry, but we hope we won't need the assistance of your trusty monkey wrench on this assignment. Yeah, that is what you always hope, but you cannot always sometimes tell. So the offer stands as per usual. Thanks, Harry. But hold the double negatives of doubt until we see if we can't get some positive results with a few well-chosen words of warning. I better have those words ready, Steve. We just passed a sign saying Honeymoon Hill Development, one mile. Uh, you want me to drive right up to this here now, Honeymoon Hill, boss? Oh, Harry. Bill Barton said Kane's office is at the entrance on the highway. Stop there if you see a light. Yes, they're going to beard the lion in his den, huh, Steve? Yes, call it meeting the jackal in his lair, Lorelei. Come and tell it, boss. That sign you said your dream house is waiting on Honeymoon Hill, time right, 500 feet. And this is it. The office, Steve. Uh, no, there's a light on. I'll get out here, Harry. I check, boy. Uh, you want me to go stay with Helen Barton until you come up, Steve? Yes, Laura. I'd first see if you can get a few of their neighbors to meet at Barton's house in half an hour. Okay, I'll do my best. What's your plan, Steve? To get Kane up there for a showdown. And there'll be strength in numbers. Okay, get going, Harry. Check. Uh, we'll meet you at Bill Barton's house. Well, let's see what Mr. Kane has to say for himself. Someone is burning the midnight oil. I wonder why. Yes, yes, who is it? Come in. Thank you. Hey, Mr. Kane? Yeah? Yeah, I am. What can I do for you? Nothing for me, Mr. Kane. But perhaps a great deal for yourself and the people who bought your houses up on Honeymoon Hill. What do you mean? Uh, who are you? What are you selling? Selling? Just ideas, Mr. Kane. Oh, an architect, huh? Well, I'm sorry I make my own plans. Have ideas of my own. Yeah, so I hear. What have you heard? Who are you? I'm Steve Wilson of the Big Town Illustrated Press. Oh, from the press. I'm sorry, I'm not buying any ads right now. All my houses are sold, and, of course, when I start another development... Quit ducking the obvious, Kane. We don't come miles out of Big Town to solicit ads in the middle of the night. Well, uh, well who are you, and well, what do you want out here, then? I'm Steve Wilson, managing editor of the press. Editor? Yes. 
And I want your side of the story that you failed to live up to your contracts with the purchases of your houses on Honeymoon Hill. Who told you that? That isn't important. I want to know if it's true before I publish the story. And I'm arranging a meeting at the home of the owners. A meeting? Yes, where you'll have a chance to answer the charges. If you can. Well, where is this meeting going to be? At the home of Bill Barton in about 20 minutes. At Barton's? 20 minutes, sir? Yes. Well, so what's the matter with you? Why should that be important? Well, nothing, nothing. I, I just remembered. I, I've got an appointment. I, I can't go with you. Wait a minute, Kane. The appointment you just remembered can't be as important as this one. Let, let go of me, Wilson. I, I've got to meet somebody. Not so fast, Kane. That somebody wouldn't be Parker, your new agent, would it? That's none of your business. I'm making it my business. Parker threatened Bill Barton this evening. Where is he? I don't know. Let go of me. Where is he, Kane? I want him at that meeting. He's your agent and you're responsible for his act. I'm not. I don't know what he's going to do to the Barton house. Do to the Barton house? What are you talking about? What's going to happen? What do you know? Talk, I don't know. Go. Drop that inkstand, Kane. Be alone. That'll hold you, Wilson. Now i got to find Parker. i got to stop him from setting that fire or he'll send us both to jail. <laughs> Besides, there won't be any treetops. Mr. King didn't plant maples and cut... Well, that noise is in the cellar. I guess the lid must have fallen off the ash can. Uh, maybe Mrs. Thompson's cat's gotten in the cellar again. I'd better go see. Let the poor thing out. I hope this light switch works. Nothing else does. It does. I'd better be careful of these steep stairs. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. Here, kitty. Are you down here in the cellar, kitty? Oh, so you're in the coal bin. Come out of here, kitty. Come on out, or... Come here. <gasps> Mr. Parker, what are you doing here? Shut up, you little fool. Oh, go. Shut up, you... Oh, try to bite me. <gasps> what are you doing here? Why have you come with all those newspapers? Never mind. Fire. Fire. You're going to start a fire? Yes. Oh. 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 Passed out. Faded. Now i got to go through with it. I can't let her talk. i keep her here. Yeah, this story will do it. Good thing Kane put a door on it. I'll leave her in there. Nobody will know she wasn't caught upstairs when this dump goes up in smoke. to suit Steve's plan, and we better go tell Mrs. Barton she's going to be host to a community protest meeting. Yeah, she'll be kind of surprised. Uh, wh- which place is it? The last house on this street. Uh, you better slow down, Harry. Yeah. Some street. Bet you go down to the axles in mud if it rains. Yes, another Cain's unhonored commitment. Oh, that must be the house. The white one. Pull in the drive, Harry. Yeah. Right by the kitchen door, Miss Kilbright. 
Yeah, she must be home and up. There's lights burning all over the house. I don't blame her. All alone up here in the hill, a hundred yards to the nearest neighbor. Uh, I'll knock on the kitchen door. The shades are up, but I don't see nobody. Well, I'll try again. Maybe she's in the bedroom on the other side of the house. Yeah, maybe. Huh? Hey, Miss Kilpine, huh? look at our little window down there next to the ground. Good heavens. The light in the cellar, too. Maybe she's down there fixing the finest. Oh, golly, Harry, she's not well. She may have gone down there and fainted. Look, I'm going to try to get in. It's hard luck. Well, maybe there's an outside door to the cellar, Miss Kilpine. Uh, it should be on this side. Yeah, and folks hardly ever remember to keep them locked. Maybe we can get in that way. Uh, there it is, Harry, down the steps. Well, let me go first, Miss Kilpine. I'll try the door. Okay. Is it locked, Harry? No, it's just stuck, I think. Well, try it, Harry. Try to force it. I'm worried. Yeah, something screwy. Hey, the lights are out down here. Well, they were on a minute ago when we came down the steps. Harry, look out! Harry! Come here, you nosy dame. Come on, come on. Now, get in there with that botten woman. Now, I really got to get out of this thing done. I got to get out of here. Parker, Parker, wait. Wait. Okay. No, don't, don't, don't stop. Don't set a fire. Too late. Get out of here, Kane. That fool botten woman caught me down here. That doesn't matter. Stop it. Everything's gone wrong. I'll say it has. Another dame and a hack driver showed up. I had to hit the guy with his shovel. He's laying over there. I think I busted his skull. That doesn't matter. You can't set the fire now. Why not? A newspaper guy by the name of Wilson came to my office. He's called a meeting. The owners are all coming here in a few minutes. So what? I hit him with an inkstand. I knocked him out so I could get here and warn you. Too late. I got a prison record. We got to cover this thing and the fire will do it. No, no. We both get sent up for arson. Arson? I've been tagged for arson before, and I'm talking about murder. Murder? Yes, murder. That hacky over there on the floor. I'll burn for it as the Barton Dame and the other woman talk. Where are they? What have you done to them? Nothing but lock them in that storage closet over there. But they ain't going to talk me into the chair. What have you got in that bucket, Parker? Gasoline. Gasoline? Yeah, I'll make a torch out of this dump and nothing's flat. Get out of here unless you want to stay here from now on. No, no. You're not mixing me up in more murder to save your own hide. Put down that coal shovel, Kane. You put down that bucket of gasoline. All right. Now, you put down that shovel. Drop it. A gun. What are you doing carrying a gun? I got the habit from working for dirty crooks like you. Drop that shovel or I'll drop you. No, no, no. Listen, Parker, listen. You fool. We could have pulled it off. Now you got to stay here with those dames and take the rap for this fire. Paper and gas. This will do it. Just give me the time to get away from no, here. No, it won't. Hey, Parker. Who are you? I'm a newspaper guy, your partner in crime, knocked out of an inkstand. But fortunately, he only stunned me. Well, keep away from me or I'll do more and stun you with the rest of the slugs of this gun. All right. I'll keep away from you if you'll keep away from that bucket of gasoline. Sure, sure, I'll keep away from it, you nosy newsy. That's easy, because you're going to pick up that bucket of gas and throw it on that pile of newspapers. You murderous wife. Shut up. 
pick up that bucket of gasoline. Pick it up. Thus, Steve Wilson is faced with a deadly dilemma. In a moment, we'll come to the exciting climax of tonight's story brought to you by LifeWire Health Soap. I'm going to say something you may find startling. But doctors have proved it. LifeWire, with its purifying ingredient, gets skin cleaner. Stops B.O. as no other leading soap can. Yes, after comparing the effects of daily baths with different soaps, these doctors made this amazing statement. Actually, you're cleaner, safer from B.O. when you bathe daily with LifeBoy than when you bathe with any other leading soap. It's LifeBoy's purifying ingredient that makes the difference. And remember, this purifying ingredient actually makes LifeBoy milder, safe even for a baby's tender skin. So bathe with LifeBoy every day. Ask for LifeBoy in the big new bath size. It's generous, luxurious. Get the new bath size LifeBoy. Now back to Big Town and Steve Wilson as he faces a desperate killer in tonight's racket expose headline, Nightmare House. Pick up that bucket of gasoline, Wilson. I told you, pick it up. Wait a minute. Barker, think it over before you go through with setting fire to this house. What have I got to think over? You haven't killed Harry, my hack driver. How do you know? I just saw him move and groan. So what? I had to nail Kane with this gun and I'm primed for the chair. No matter what I do from now on. You might get away with life. Even a self-defense plea because Kane tried to hit you with that coal shovel. I'm not going back to the pen for life. I'm getting clean away. Pick up that bucket of gas. All right, Parker. But won't it give you nightmares for the rest of your life to know that you burned two girls to death locked in that closet over there, helpless? And a third person. is yet unborn. Shut up. They got themselves to blame. Shut up. Throw the gas on that pile of newspapers. All right, I guess there's no use. Arguing with a madman? Shut up and throw that gas. Very well. Here it comes. Why you? Why you dirty? Stop firing that gun, you fool. You're drenched with gasoline. Don't fire that gun again. The powder flash will turn you into a torch. Drop the gun. Drop it. Or I'll have to break your arm. Drop it. Good. And I'll just to make you wait for the police. All right, you swine. Stay there. Steve, Steve. Just a minute, Marlai. I'll get this door unbolted. Get you out of there. Oh, Steve, we can hear it all. Oh, I thought we were really done. So did I. Until Parker made me pick up that bucket of gas. How's Mrs. Barton? She fainted when Parker shoved her in here, but I think she's all right. Help me to get her out, Steve. Poor girl. What a time to have something like this happen to her. Oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. Oh, she's coming out of the scene. Yeah, she'll be all right in a few minutes. Oh, Bill. Our baby. Our home. Our baby. All right, Mrs. Barton. Your home and your baby are safe. Yes, Mrs. Barton. There won't be any more trouble. We'll take her upstairs in a moment, and you can phone your husband. Everything's settled. Settled? Settled? Yes. Parker's gun has arranged that Honeymoon Hill will be under new management. And we'll see that you and your neighbors get to live in a place that is just that. In more than name only. Oh, Harry. Oh, thank heavens you're all right, too. How's your head? Head? You mean this throb and noggin I got between my ears? Yes. How are you, Harry? Swell elegant, boss, I think. 
Except it looks like I missed an awful lot of excitement. Yes, Harry. But it's the kind of excitement we can all afford to miss. And so ended happily for the homeowners of Honeymoon Hill with the death of Kane, the arrest and conviction of Parker, and a new era under new management, another exciting adventure in the newspaper career of Steve Wilson and Lorelei of the Big Town Illustrated Press. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Steve Wilson. You'll hear about next week's Big Town story in just a moment. Now, here is Hugh James with a brief but important message for every one of you. Doctors have proved it. Life Boy, with its purifying ingredient, gets skin cleaner. Stops B.O. as no other leading soap can. Yes, you're cleaner, safer from B.O. when you bathe daily with Life Boy than when you bathe with any other leading soap. Ask for Life Boy Health Soap. Next week, the makers of Life Boy bring you a hard-hitting story of juvenile delinquency leading to gunplay and murder. And headline, A Date with Death. Another exciting assignment in the newspaper career of fighting Steve Wilson of Big Town. Don't miss it. In tonight's dramatization, all names, signs, and places are fictional. And any similarity to other names and places is purely coincidental. Big Town features Edward Pauley as Steve Wilson, Fran Carlin as Lorelei Kilborn, and was written and produced by Jerry McGill. Next Tuesday night, same time, same station, you'll hear the news boy calling. Now, Life Boy Health Soap presents Big Town. That's all about death by plan. Tonight's Big Town story brought to you by Life Boy Health Soap, used in the homes of 14 million Americans. Life Boy Health Soap presents Big Town, the headline stories of a great city dramatically reported by Steve Wilson, fighting managing editor, whose creed, as with all great newsmen, is emblazoned on the masthead of the illustrated press. The power and the freedom of the press is a flaming sword, that it may be a faithful servant of all the people, use it justly, Hold it high, guard it well. Now to Big Town and Steve Wilson's headline story of Death by Plan. Most premeditated murders are the product of warped and twisted minds. And such is the case in Steve Wilson's assignment for tonight. That had its beginning in the prison office of Dr. Grant, a psychiatrist, as he listened to the bitter complaints of Greg Barton, a prisoner serving an indeterminate sentence for manslaughter. Listen, Doc. I've served five years for that accidental killing. I've been on good behavior. I'm a trustee. Why did the parole board turn me down? For your own sake, Barton. And for the sake of others. What do you mean by that, Crack? I haven't made any trouble here. No, not here, because you want to get out. I'll say I do. Who doesn't? Yes, but in your case, the reason is to get even with those you feel responsible for your arrest and conviction. How do you know that? My job here in the prison to discover those things, Barton. How? Well, if you'll recall, we've had several talks. So what? 
He revealed a feeling of persecution, of bitterness, and a hatred toward several persons. What are you talking about? And your partner, Will Adams. The girl, June West, over whom you admittedly fought and killed the wrong man. Adams was the guy I should have killed for taking June away from me, but that doesn't matter anymore. It shouldn't, but it does. And there are others you hate. A piano player called Mozart. A waterfront character called Willie the Weep. How did you get all that? You talked a lot to cellmates when you first arrived, Barton. All right. What else have you got on me? There's one other person you'd like to get even with, because he trapped you and turned you over to the police. Who's that? A newspaper man, Steve Wilson of the Illustrated Press. Okay, okay, so you got a fall. I haven't fooled you for a minute. No, and I'm sorry, Barton. If you could forget this hatred, there might come a time when I could recommend a parole. Wait a minute. Then you're the guy that signed my parole this time. And the last. For your own sake, Barton. If you were paroled now, feeling as you do, you might... Murder somebody? Yes. Sit down, Barton, or I'll have to ring for a guard. You won't ring for nobody. You ain't gonna keep me here for the rest of my life. Come in while I'm a lovely and close the door on those infernal telephones. Uh-oh, trouble, trouble, boil and bubble. What's up? Remember the Greg Barton manslaughter case about five years ago? Barton? Wasn't he running around with some singer or a friend of Mozart suspected of two-timing him, picked a fight with the wrong man and killed him? Yes, and Barton strangled the prison psychiatrist this morning and managed to escape in the doctor's clothes. Good heavens, how could that happen? Well, it's one of those things that can't happen, Laura and I, but do. But why'd the warden call you, Steve? Well, because Barton seems to have a burning desire to get even with anyone who had anything to do with putting him away. And I'm on the list. Golly, that's right. You and Mozart tracked him down and turned him over to the police. You boys better be careful until Barton's picked up. I don't think we can afford to wait for that, Laura and I. There are others involved. His ex-girlfriend, June West, and his ex-partner, Will Adams. Yeah. Wait a minute, Steve. Wasn't poor old Willie the Wheat mixed up in that original killing in Mozart's Harbor Cafe? Yes, Willie was washing dishes in the kitchen, saw the fight, and testified Barton started it. Otherwise, Barton would have gotten off with a self-defense plea. That includes Willie and his Harry the Hackwood case. Yes, I want you to take Harry and his hack and find Willie and his shanty boat uh, somewhere along the waterfront. Oh. Now, just a minute. I've had Mamie on switchboard trying to locate Will Adams. He's moved. Hello. Hello, Wilson. Will Adams. Your switchboard operator tells me you want to talk to me on a matter of life and death, she put it. It could be death out, Adams. How so? Your ex-partner, Greg Barton, escaped from state's prison this morning and killed a man doing it. I'm not surprised, but how does that concern me? I had nothing to do with his arrest or conviction. No, but Barton is convinced he killed the wrong man for taking June West away from him. He suspects you're the right one and may decide to remedy his original mistake. That's nonsense. I'll admit I was going around with June West, but that's over. And... Wait a minute, Wilson. Someone just came in my office. Hello, and... Adam. Greg. Greg Barton. How did you get here? Well, I'll I get Adam's address from Mamie. Notify the police Barton is there. Here he is. Double-double. Hello, Wilson, you nosy newspaper slug. Are you getting an earful over the phone? Yes, Barton. You didn't waste any time getting the big down. No, and I'm not going to waste any time now that I'm here. i got a lot of things to do. Well, you better take it easy, Barton. Or you're liable to go back to prison on something more than a manslaughter charge. <laughs> Don't try to kid me, Wilson. 
I heard over the radio I squeezed too hard on that windy dock's windpipe, and he's dead. So I'm in for a murder rap, no matter what I do from now on. All right. But why take it out on Adams? He never did anything to put you away. Oh, kid me. I heard what he said to you a minute ago. And quit worrying about this two-time and slut. Start worrying about what's going to happen to you. Greg, put that gun down and listen to me. Just a minute, Wilson. Don't interrupt me, Will. I've waited a long time for this, and I want to enjoy it. And I want Wilson to get a sneak preview of what's gonna, what I'm going to do to him. Are you still hanging on the phone listening, Wilson? Yes, and you'd better listen to me, Barton. If you really want to try and get even with me for helping send you to prison, you leave Adams alone and get out of his office as quickly as you can. Now, ain't that noble of you, Wilson. I suppose you've told someone to tip the police I'm here in Adams' fancy office. Yes, and that building will be surrounded in a couple of minutes. So if you want to get to me, forget Adams. But I don't want to forget Adams, because I should have killed him in the first place. Don't do it, Barton. One shot out of that gun in your hand, and you'll never get out of that place alive. I'll get out, and I'll get to you, Wilson. All right, Will. I want just one thing out of you. Where's June West? I don't know, Greg, and there wasn't anything between us. Just your crazy jealousy. Where is she, you two-timing liar? Tell me or I'll blow you apart now. Tell him, if you know Adams, tell him where she is. Now, wait a minute, Barton. Don't be a complete senseless fool with that gun. Say this tall, Wilson. I've had all the fun I want out of Will Adams. I've watched him standing here sweating, turning green white. Don't do it, Barton. You can't defend yourself on the whole world. No, but I can get this rat and June West and a piano-thumping town Mozart and that mooch and stumble-bum Willie the Weep. And you, Wilson, you're going to be the best of the lot. And I'm going to save you for the last. And listen to how it's going to be. Thus, in spite of Steve's desperate effort, the killer has claimed his first victim. And for the exciting developments to come, we'll return to our big town story in a moment. You know, I always did think Life Boy Health Soap got me extra clean. Now I've seen the actual proof, and it really is something startling. Because the doctors now know that Life Boy in your daily bath gets skin cleaner, stops D.O. as no other leading soap can. Yes, after comparing the effects of daily baths with different soaps, the doctors made this amazing statement. Actually, you are cleaner, safer from D.O. when you bathe daily with Life Boy than when you bathe with any other leading soap. After 820 scientific tests, the doctors say that Life Boy's purifying ingredient makes the difference. And this same purifying ingredient actually makes Life Boy milder. Safe even for a baby's tender skin. So enjoy a refreshing Life Boy bath every day. You love the creamy rich lather, the wonderful mildness. Get Life Boy tomorrow. to return to Big Town in tonight's headline newspaper drama captioned Death by Plan. Following the sensational prison break of a hate-crazed killer, Steve Wilson has talked to the killer over the phone and heard the first victim die. Now, in an effort to save four others marked for murder, Steve and Lorelei are racing to the apartment of June West in the cab of Harry the Loquacious Hackman. Say, boy! Sad, Harry. 
but get us to the Riverview Apartments as quickly as the law allows. Well, that isn't the process of practicality being done. And whilst, while, did I not hear you saying that our butchy butchy buddy Mozart is likewise a candidate for a slab in the board, alongside of this West guy yourself and poor old Willie the Weed? That's right, Harry, but we phoned Mozart to close up his harbor cafe until the police can round up Greg Barton. Well, how about Willie the Weed? Didn't he put the finger on this Barton character for you, boss? Yes. And I wish you'd drive down to his shanty boat and make sure he takes cover, Harry. Jack, boss. And if he is not in a shanty, I will cruise the waterfront till I spot a moocha moolah for a mocha. Uh, do that, Harry, and check the hash houses. He sometimes washes dishes for a square meal. Right, Miss Kilpoint. Uh, but what about you, boss? Well, let me worry about that if we get to it, Harry. Personally, I'd rather hunt a killer than have him hunting me. But... Steve Barton knows June West lives in the Riverview apartments. You heard Adam tell him just before he was killed, Barton may be hanging around the building. I don't think he's had time to get there, Laura. And I'd like to get her out of there before he arrives. Uh, Riverview apartments, boss. Am I going, Harry? Go right up in front of the entrance. Golly, I hope Mandy was able to reach her by phone and tell her to stay in her apartment. Okay, Laura, well, my lovely. Let's go. Anything I can do after which if I want to find Willie? Yes, Harry. Meet me at Mozart's Harbor Cafe. <laughs> Hello? Hello, June. Greg. Greg Barton. So you remember the sound of my voice after all these years. I'm flattered. Greg, listen to me. I didn't do anything to get you put in prison, and Will Adams didn't. It was your own crazy suspicion and jealousy. So Steve Wilson called you, warned you to run and hide. I thought he would. Yes, his office phone. He's coming here to help me get away, where you can't find me. I'll find you, beautiful. Maybe not tonight, because Steve Wilson has made me change my plans. But I'll find you when I get through with the others. Greg, you must be insane. Really insane to kill that prison doctor so you could escape to... To to... kill Will Adams and the rest of you? Perhaps. Give it up, Greg. There's still time. Don't you see? You can't be in your right mind. You surprise me, June. You don't sound frightened. Perhaps it's just as well. I have to give you a little more time to think about what's going to happen to you. What are you going to do? Give you something to think about. Going down to the waterfront, find an old moocher called Willie the Weak. No, Greg. No. Yes. Remember how that sobbing stumblebum ruined my self-defense plea for what happened at your pal Mozart's Harbor Cafe? Greg, don't do it. The police are hunting for you. They'll be waiting for you. They'll shoot you down like a mad dog. No. What's that? Your doorbell, June? Yes. Better answer it. Probably Wilson. Tell him I'll give his regards to Willie the Weep. No, Greg, don't hang up. Wait. No, you wait, beautiful. I hope you're still beautiful. I hope you look lovely on a slab in the morgue. He hung up. He'll do it. He sounds so sane, but he must be out of his mind. Oh, I hope that's Mr. Wilson. Maybe he can do something to stop him. Who... Who is it? It's Steve Wilson, Miss West. Oh, just a minute. Thank heaven. Please come in. Greg Barton just called. He hung up when you rang the bell. I thought he might. This is Miss Kilburn, one of my best crime reporters. Oh, well. you better get your things, Miss West. I'm going to take you to my apartment where you'll be safe until Greg Barton is recaptured. Oh, thanks, but Greg isn't coming here. Not huh? coming? What did he say to you, Miss West? He's going to the waterfront to look for that man called Willie the Weep. Willie? Good grief. He may get there before Harry. Lala, I... Yes, he... Get on the phone. Call Inspector Callahan of Homicide. Mm-hmm. He may be at Adam's office. Ask him to send a couple of men over here to guard Miss West. Tell him I'm on my way to the waterfront to look for Willie the Weep. Willie. Willie the 
want what? Open your candy door, Willie. I have a message for you. Okay, just a minute, mister. Who's the message from? From your newspaper pal, Steve Wilson. From Mr. Wilson? What's he want for me to do, mister? He wants you to meet him at Mozart's Harbor Cafe. Come on, hurry, you dopey old mooch. Hey, who are you calling a mooch? I don't mooch much. Never mind your blabber. Come on, you're going to Mozart's joint. You let go of me. You ain't acting like no friend of Mr. Wilson. Come on, you let go of that table or I'll slug you with this gun. Oh, no. So I know who you are. Oh, no? You're coming to the Harbor Cafe if I have to carry you all the way. Thanks, driver. No need to wait. Keep the change. Outside of Harry's path, but there's a light showing in Willie Shanty's room. Divorce, Mr. Wilson, is that you? Yes, Harry. Where's your hack? Parked out on River Street and come here quick. Oh, what's up, Harry? Any sign of Willie? He ain't here, boss, but he's been here not long ago and there's been trouble. Well, how do you know that, Harry? The place is a mess. Table upset, oil lamp smashed, and kerosene all over the floor, so it can't have happened long ago. Good grief. Barton must have reached here first. Yeah, poor Willie. It sure looks like he got it. Maybe got slugged by that galoot and dumped in the river. No, wait a minute, Harry. That isn't the way this killer is working. He has to torment his victims, play with them, gloat over them, take his time. Holy moly, maybe he got him out of here, took him someplace to do that. Maybe he carried him. Willie ain't very heavy. Yes, and there's no trace of blood, no smell of gunpowder. Wait a minute, Mozart's place, Harry, is only a couple of blocks from here. And that's where Willie put the finger on this guy. And that's where he may have taken Willie to pay him off and get Mozart at one and the same time. I'll buy that, boss. It's only a hunch, but it may pay off, Harry. Come on, let's go. Who's out there in the alley? Mozart, it's me. Willie's a weep. Willie, get the sack, Will. I'll unlock the side door. Steve said you might show and stay here until the cops got that Barton slug, so... So I'm here. Barton. Here, you tin horn ivory thumper. I'm sorry, Mozart. He caught me at my shanty boat. He was going to kill me dead right out in the alley if I didn't call to you. It's all right, Willie. You did the right thing. Close the door. Yeah. Now get back over to that crummy piano of yours, Mozart. Start playing your own funeral march. Sure. Anything the customers want. But I'll leave them to an encore and play it for your funeral now that you're here. Sit down and play, you slug. I'll call the tune. I'm sorry, Mozart. I guess I got you killed hollering like that and you let me in. Oh, forget it, Willie. I'd have done the same thing. So would a million other guys and gals that don't want to open that door of destiny that leads to eternity. No matter how dark and dull and dreary this life may be. How do you feel about that, Barton? I don't have to think about it. I have a gun. Keep on playing. Try something else. I hear you're good. How's this, Barton? It speaks of life and love and laughter that stands against the hate of haters. And, uh, 
robs the bullet of its uh, sting. Go on and shoot, you slug. No, I'm not ready. You haven't had enough time to think about what's going to happen to you. I want to see you in this mood to sweat and cringe and crawl. Then sit down, Barton. Said you've got a long wait coming. I've had time to think about death since the day I was born. But I made a kind of uh, peace with death a long time ago. I was all settled between us. Except, uh, except the unimportant item on the agenda of how and why and when and where. So you won't scare. Won't beg for even a few more minutes to live. To live? I've been living on borrowed time for years. If I've got a few more minutes coming, I'll get them, Barton. What about you, Willie the Weep? Are you ready? No, I ain't ready, mister. But then I guess I won't ever be ready. <laughs> Shut up, you fools. This isn't the way I planned it. This isn't the way I thought you'd act. This isn't the way it was going to be. Sorry, Barton. Give us time and maybe our nerves will snap and uh, we'll cry. Give us time. Our time's your time, Father. But remember, your time is running out. Thus, Mozart plays and stalls for time for Steve and Harry to take a hand in this deadly game of murder by plan. In a moment, we'll come to the exciting climax of tonight's story, brought to you by Life Boy Health Soap. Amazing? Yes. But doctors have proved it. Life Boy in your daily bath gets skin cleaner than any other leading soap can. Yes, it's true. You are cleaner, safer from B.O. when you bathe daily with Life Boy than when you bathe with any other leading soap. Buy some Life Boy tomorrow. And be sure to listen at the close of this program for names of the latest winners in Lieber's Mercury Day Contest. Now for the tense and dramatic payoff in tonight's big town story of murder by plan. Hunting an escaped convict bent on killing those responsible for his imprisonment, Steve Wilson and Harry the Hack race to Mozart's Harbor Cafe on a hunch the killer may be there. Don't drive into the alley, Harry. Stop here. Jack, Wesson, let's hope we ain't too late. Now, no sign of any disturbance. I'll try the side door to the back room. Let me come along and back you up with my trusty monkey wrench, Wesson. All right, Harry, but keep that wrench in your hip pocket. It's no match for this killer's gun. The same goes for your fist, boss. Maybe we'd better wait for Spectre Callahan and his homicide, boss. There may not be time to wait, Harry. Come on, let's move down the alley to the side door. Right behind you, boss. Watch your step. That character may be hiding somewhere here in the alley. Waiting to welcome you with a load of lead. No. Hold it a minute, Harry. I think I hear Mozart at the piano in the back room. Yeah. Mozart's beating out the blues, so I guess Barton ain't showed yet. Well, not necessarily. Mozart would sit down and play the firebird if his place was burning to the ground. Yeah, but this guy Barton ain't acting like he'd be in no mood for a concert. On the contrary, he's just the type who likes to toy with his victim, Harry. Make them sweat it out before he shoots. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh-oh, listen. Holy moly, boss. Ain't got the funereal march motors playing out? Yes, and I'm certain Barton's in there, Harry, and there's only one sure way of delaying him. Which way is I'm that? I'm going in there and give him another victim to gloat over. Oh, boss, don't do it. You'd be just asking for oh, Don't it. worry, Harry. I think I have Barton's number. I think I can handle him. Go wait for Callahan. Tell him to cover this place like a blanket in case I fail. Okay, boss, but look out, Barton. Don't cover you with no blanket. Good luck. Thanks, Harry. Well, if this side door isn't locked... Is it... Hello, Mozart. Come in, Wilson. Come in. Welcome. Thanks. I see. Meet uh, Greg Barton. We met over the phone tonight. But I thought I'd like to renew our acquaintance face to face. Good. I was hoping you'd come, Wilson, but don't come any closer. I'll give you yours now. That would be a shame, wouldn't it, Barton? Wouldn't that rob you of the pleasure of letting me sweat it out, waiting for you to decide the appropriate time? You had not to come in here, Mr. Wilson. He hates you like poison, even more than the rest of us. I don't think so, Willie. I think there's one other person he'd hate to miss in his murder plan. Uh, who, Wilson? The girl you think betrayed you, Barton. <laughs> June West. Yes, but I'll get to her when I'm finished with the three of you. Where is she, Wilson? Where is she? At her apartment with... One of my reporters. But by morning, she'll be in the protective custody of the police, Barton. If anything happens to us... Oh, yeah? Well, you give me an idea. It means you haven't tipped off the police. That makes it perfect. Get on that phone over there on the wall by Mozart's piano. What's the idea, Barton? The idea is to tell your reporter to bring June down here where she'll be safe. And one wrong word out of you, and I'll cut all three of you down. All right, Barton. But I think you're making the last mistake you'll ever make. That better be the right number, Wilson. Now come closer to the phone so you can listen in. If you don't trust me. Hello? Hello, Laura. I see you. Where are you, Steve? What's happened? At Mozart's, and I think you'd better bring Miss West down here. Steve, are you crazy? Barton on the loose? No. Do as you're told. That's all. Wait a minute, Wilson. That's no reporter you're talking to. That's some girl. Give me that phone. Gladly, Barton. Get that gun off the floor, will he? I'll get it. Beautiful, Steve. Beautiful. You pull him in like a fish. Steve. Steve, what happened? Who got that shot? Steve. Relax, Laura Lionel Lovely. Barton is on ice. The shot merely nicked Mozart's battered old piano. Well, I needled Barton into making me call from his west. And I counted on his getting suspicious when he heard me talking to a girl. Why should he? I mentioned a reporter being of Miss West. He didn't stop to think that a girl could be a reporter and a good one. Oh, thank you, kind sir. But uh, what'd you hit him with? The phone receiver. Oh. Card gave me an extra reach. And speaking of extras, hang up and get Fletch on city desk. Give him the story before Callahan gets here with all our rivals. Okay, Steve, but are Willie and Mozart all right? Willie's okay, and Mozart's still glued to his piano stool. Get going. Byline yourself a headline. 30-30, finish, the end. And so ended with the re-imprisonment for life of the murderous Greg Barton, another exciting newspaper assignment for Steve Wilson and Lorelei of the Big Town Illustrated Press.
But before hearing about next week's exciting big town adventure, here is Steve Wilson. Friends, are you in Lever's sensational $100,000 Mercury of A contest? Better hurry. That new Mercury is a marvel. And right now, Lever Brothers Company is giving away a brand new 1949 Mercury four-door sedan every weekday, Monday through Friday, through November 19th. Right, Steve, and that's not all. Also, $110 cash prizes every day. So enter right away and enter often. You've still got time to win that Mercury. Here's all you do. Finish the following statement in 25 words or less. I like Life Boy because... Put the name of your storekeeper on your entry, then send your entry with a Life Boy box front and your name and address to Lever's Mercury a Day Contest, Post Office Box 3, New York 8, New York. Only residents of the continental United States, Alaska, and Hawaii are eligible. Free entry blanks with complete rules are available at your store. Here are four of the Mercury winners. Mrs. John Berkmere, Chicago, Illinois. Mrs. V.E. Scrivener, Gloucester Courthouse, Virginia. Francis Nayari, Honolulu, Hawaii. Anne Cameron, Riverside, California. Next week, the makers of Life Boy bring you a hard-hitting story entitled The Deadly Doll. The story of a female killer. Another exciting assignment in the newspaper career of fighting Steve Wilson of Big Town. Don't miss it. In tonight's dramatization, all names, times, and places are fictional, and any similarity to other names and places is purely coincidental. Big Town features Edward Pauley as Steve Wilson, Fran Carlin as Lorelei Kilborn, and was written and directed by Jerry McGill. And our Big Town bids you good night until next Tuesday night. Same time, same station, when you hear the newsboy calling. Extra, extra hero about it. The story of Steve Wilson and the deadly doll. Brought to you by the makers of Life Boy Health Soap. Another fine lever product. Extra, extra. Lever Brothers Company, makers of Life Boy Health Soap, present Big Town. Extra, extra, extra. Here's Steve Wilson and Sports Pack and Expose. Big Town gambler slain in the fatal fix. Extra, extra. Yes, Lever Brothers Company, makers of Life Boy Health Soap, are proud to present Big Town. The story of fighting editor Steve Wilson of the Illustrated Press whose newspaper creed stands for freedom and justice against the forces of intolerance and evil. The power and the freedom of the press is a flaming sword, that it may be a faithful servant of all the people, use it justly, hold it high, guard it well. Now to Big Town and Steve Wilson's headline racket expose, captioned, The Fatal Fix. Baseball, basketball, boxing, the racetrack have become big business, big money. And when professional gamblers move in, sportsmanship is out. And such is the case in the fatal fix that began, insofar as Steve Wilson was concerned, 
on an abandoned coal dock on the waterfront of Big Town. Hush up, Cleo. You've had your milk? Go catch yourself a rat. Hush up, Cleo. Somebody just drove out on the dock. I'm going to blow out the candle. They ain't coming to our sandy boat. You and me don't know nobody that owns a car except our friend Mr. Wilson of the press. Cleo! Somebody's getting murdered. You stay in the shanty. I'm going to sneak up on the dock and see what's happened. Because the cops blame us for anything that happens on this old dock. Golly, the car's going away. But something happened. Something awful happened. Help somebody. Help. Somebody help me. Lady, I ain't nobody much, but I'll help you. What happened? He hit me. He cut my face with a knife. Help me. Oh, sure. Lean on me, lady. I'll help you into my shanty boat. No. I got away from him out of the car, but he'll come back. Kill me. They gotta kill me. Who's gonna kill you? I know too much about the fix. What fix? The bribes. The game. The big game. They're gonna miss shots and fix the score. They'll come back. Oh, then I'd better get you out of here. I got no place to go. They'll find me. No, they won't, lady. I know a newspaper fellow will know what to do. A newspaper man? Well, they'll kill me if I talk to the newspaper. No, they won't. My friend, Mr. Wilson, will get them before they get you. Now, come on, lady. I'll help you to a place where we can phone him right away. <laughs> Yeah? Frank? Yeah. It's me, Shiv. So what? Lola got away. You dope. But she ain't got far. Get her or you'll get it. Okay. She's on a coal dock with an old river rat named Willie the Weep. Get her and clam him. I marked her. She's plenty scared. Maybe she'll stay clammed. Bring her here and we'll find out. What if she won't come, Brad? If she won't play, finish marking her up and dunk her deep. Steve, you got a minute? All way for you, Lorla. Come in. Thanks. Uh, will you take a look at this safe driving material? Sure thing. How's that lead article coming? Yeah, here it is. Uh-huh. Death at the wheel. Good. The safety council has given us the latest figures. Fine, but figures don't scare people enough, Laura. Well, they need to be scared out of their wits. No, into using their wits, realizing that any careless driver is asking for a fatal accident. I've hammered on that with a few well-chosen incidents. Yeah, so I see. Swell. Lead off for this and make it a series. Uh, uh-oh, your private line to your listening post on the fringe of the so-called underworld. Yes, I'm expecting a new tip on that numbers ragged murder last week. Hello, Steve Wilson, Illustrated Press. Mr. Wilson, it's me, Willie the Wheat. Oh, hello, Willie. How's everything along the waterfront? Something awful just happened on the old coal dock alongside my shanty boat. What happened, Willie? Somebody almost killed a girl. Good grief. What's happened, Willie? Fast. Well, he beat her and cut her up with a knife now, wait, wait a minute, Willie. Not quite so fast. Where is she, Willie? Hiding in an alley, outside the dog wagon I'm phoning from. She's afraid the fellow will come back and finish killing her. Is she badly wounded? No, she's cut on the face and kind of dizzy from being hit on the head. What's back of it, Willie? Some kind of a racket. Racket? She, she knows too much. She's afraid to go home. I, I said you'd help her, but she's scared of everybody. 
Well, hang up and get back to her, Willie. She may try to get away from you and hide. What will I do with her, Mr. Wilson? She won't let me take her to the police. I'll take her to Mozart's Harbor Cafe. It's only a couple of blocks from where you are, Willie. Okay, Mr. Wilson. Uh, are you coming down? Yes, with Miss Kilburn. We'll be there in ten minutes. Get going, Willie. Don't let that girl get away. Thus, Steve Wilson moves into a situation promising dangerous complications. And for the exciting developments in this fatal fix, we'll return to Big Town in a moment. Life Boy, get skin cleaner. Life Boy, get skin cleaner. Life Boy, with its purifying ingredient, gets skin cleaner. Stops B.O. as no other leading soap can. Here's what the doctors proved in 820 scientific tests. People took daily baths with different soaps. Doctors found that Life Boy does more than just remove the grime and perspiration you can see. Life Boy is more effective than any other leading soap against the invisible dirt you never see. Doctors say that Life Boy's purifying ingredient makes the difference. And it makes Life Boy milder, too. Yes, safe even for babies' tender skin. No wonder Life Boy today is used in the homes of 40 million Americans. They like its mildness, its rich lather, its greater protection. Life Boy gets skin cleaner. Life Boy gets skin cleaner. Life Boy gets skin cleaner. Stops B.O. as no other leading soap can. So bathe with Life Boy every day. Get the big new bath size. Buy Life Boy right away. Now back to Big Town and Steve Wilson's story of The Fatal Fix. Acting on a gang violence tip, Steve is on his way to Mozart's Harbor Cafe. But meanwhile, Willie the Weep is trying to lead the victim, a young girl, along a dark street to Mozart's place. Come on, Reddy. My friend, Mr. Wilson's going to meet us at Mozart's Harbor Cafe and help you. No. If I talk to the newspapers, they'll find me and kill me sure next time. Let me go, please, Mr. Wilson. No, lady, you're all cut up and bleeding. Mozart will fix you up, and Mr. Wilson has seen nothing more happen to you. No, they'll find me and kill me. They was gonna anyway. They will anyhow. Please, lady, come on. It's only about a block to Mozart. All right, but... Tara, let me go. It's no use. You're too sick to run away. It's him. Shiv. Yeah, Lola, baby. Come on, get in the car. The boss wants to see you. You keep away from this lady. You let her alone. Well, listen to who's talking. You put away that knife and leave this lady alone. And listen to who's giving away. Leave him alone, Shiv. He was just trying to help me. He don't know nothing. I'll go with you. I can't help myself. Sure, sure, Lola. You're going to say to boss and tell him you've learned your lesson. Now get in the car while I learn this stumble bum his lesson. Let me go, Shiv. Shut up. You let that lady alone. Oh, so you want to play rough, huh? Okay, brass knocks will do for you. Say, boss, Miss Kelpine. Say it, Harry, but watch your driving. I'm doing a feature series on reckless drivers, and it wouldn't look good if I were involved in even a minor accident. Oh, fear not, Miss Kelpine. I am well aware of the fact that auto manufacturers have been able to foolproof everything on a car but the nut at the wheel and drive accordingly. Uh, Mozart's joint coming up. Pull up and stop, Harry. But wait for us. That girl might be seriously cut up, and we may have to rush her to a hospital. Check, 
boss. And uh, I will keep my trusty Naganaka handy in case the mug that marked us should show up to do an encore. Do that, Harry. There's something ugly back of this. Come on, Lorelei. Uh, right with you, Steve. My nurse's aid training may come in handy if Mozart hasn't been able to patch up that gal's face. Yes, and that face slashing trademarks this as gang vengeance on a final warning. Let's go in the side door. They've probably got the girl in the back room. If Willie was able to persuade her to come here. Well, Mozart is in the back. I hear him beating out the blues. Yeah, that's odd. Let's go in. Yes. Good grief, he's alone. Willie and the girl aren't here. They've had time enough. Mozart. Oh, Steve. Sorry, What brings you down to the waterfront? To meet Willie the Waif. Willie? Yes, Mozart. He found a girl beaten up on the dock near his shanty. Phoned me, and I asked him to bring her here. Well, I haven't showed. I've been here practicing one-handed harmonies in case I never get this busted wing out of its sling. Oh, how is your wounded shoulder, Mozart? I'll live. But, uh... Willie's not showing. Don't look good. Well, it's 15 minutes since he phoned me from a dog wagon only three blocks from here. But he said the girl was afraid to talk to the newspapers. Maybe she wouldn't come, Steve, and got away from him. Well, I was taken away from him by the slug who cut her up. Stay here, Lorelai. I'll get Harry, and we'll scout the streets between here and the cold. Mozart! Willie! Mr. Wilson! Steve, he's been beaten up. Willie... What's happened? Here, here, man, let me help you sit down. Sit down, you're out on your feet. He got her, Mr. Wilson. I couldn't stop him. I tried, but he had brass knuckles, and he beat me. Now, take it easy, Willie. I'm sure you did your best. Let's so get in your wet cloth, quick. Yeah, sure, Lorelai. I'll get him a slug or something. She tried to keep him from beating me up, Mr. Wilson. Said she'd go with him to see a guy he called the boss. Steve, that means there's still time to do something. Willie, did she give you any clue as to who these men are? What racket they're in? Yeah, gambling. Gambling? What kind? <laughs> Something to do with a fix. A fix? Games. Fixing the score, missing shots. Steve, haven't there been rumors of a gambling fix in the basketball league? Yes, and this girl may have been a contact, Laura and I, on you too much. She, she called the fella Shiv. Shiv, the knife. Probably a goon boy for the gang. Did she mention someone else? No, but he's taken her to the boss to see if she's learned her lesson. I wonder if she has and which lesson. Well, either way, she's marked for elimination sooner or later. Well, sooner or later could both be tonight. What can we do, Steve? Play a long shot, Laura. There's no time for anything else. How do we play it? Most of the gamblers operate out of the old Grand Hotel. Golly, yes, and what do you know, Joe? The night clerk knows every two- and four-legged rat in the place. Here's a wet cloth, oh. Lorelei, and a slug of grape juice, Willie. Grape juice? Now, don't worry, Willie, it's been distilled. You'll never taste the grapes. Now, drink it down. Uh, and hold still, Willie. I'll wipe the dirt out of those cuts. All right, Miss Kilburn. But could I have a little more of that grape juice, Mozart? Uh, sure thing, Willie. Uh, hold still, Willie. Are you going to phone? What do you know, Joe, Steve? No, I'm going over there, Laura. Wait a minute now. I'll go with no, you. No, Laura, I patch up Willie. I'll take Harry. And if my hunch is right, I'll ring in Inspector Callahan of Homicide. Room service, old Grand Hotel. Young man, get me the management. Lady, I'm all the management there is this time of night. What's the beef? Squawk, York, or what have you? Someone has a horse in the room next to mine. A horse? Now, lady. Two horses, sir, galloping round the room. Hey, you're in 7-9, ain't you? Well, what's that got to do with those horses? Plenty, lady. Them ain't horses. What are they? Two bookies reenacting a dead heat at Hialeah. Are you crazy? Yeah, or I wouldn't be working in this dump. Relax, lady. They'll sleep it off just as soon as they finish the race. 
Hello, Joe. You're having trouble with the old grand inmates? Ah, hiya, Mr. Wilson. Eh, nothing special. What brings you to this AC Ducey joint this time a.m.? Something very special, Joe. Could you stick your neck out long enough to give me a little information on a couple of your big-time gamblers? Well, I don't know, Mr. Wilson. I ain't carrying much insurance. But then I ain't got any dependents. Well, you won't have to show in this, Joe. I wouldn't be any more used to you for tips if I did. What'll it be? A girl in the middle of a sports fix. Uh-oh. Don't they ever learn? She's had one lesson, Joe, that left her beaten up and marked with a knife. Willie the Wheat Founder and called me. But they took her away from Willie, beat him up, and took her back to school for another lesson. Uh-huh. Who's the teacher? I don't know, but his knife boy goes by the appropriate name of Schiff. Schiff? Yes. Brad Keller's gone. Keller, the promoter. What do you know, Joe? What do you know? How much do you know? Too much for my own good. Keller has a room here, hasn't he? Yeah, the bridal suite. And the Schiff came in with a beat-up gal about ten minutes ago. Ten minutes ago? Yeah. Said she got nicked by a truck. Where's that bridal suite, Joe? Top floor. But look, Mr. Wilson, there ain't honeymooners up there. Lend me a pass key, Joe. You ain't going up there alone. No, Harry's outside. Look, that hacky's monkey wrench is no good against rods, and you never carry one. Well, let's leave the guns to the police, Joe. Oh, phone Inspector Callahan on homicide. Homicide? You figure there's going to be another murder in this joint? Well, if it isn't headed off, now get Callahan on the double. Okay, I only hope you know what you're doing, Mr. Wilson. Just trying to prevent a murder, Joe. How about that passkey? Okay, Mr. Wilson. Here you are. Thanks very much, Joe. Till you're better paid. Ah, don't mention it. Only don't forget that key will open just about any door, including your size meat box in the morgue. <laughs> Say, boss, how come we are hooping it up these back stairs? Well, I'd rather not advertise our arrival on the floor outside Keller's suite, Harry. Yeah, and that rickety elevator would sure proclaim our proximity. That's right. And this is it. Now, listen carefully. I'm all ears, boss, and I got my trusty monkey wrench ready, willing, and able. Just keep it ready, but keep quiet, Harry. And let's hope we can wait until Inspector Callahan and his homicide boys get here. Okay, but are we going to just wait here at the head of the stairs? No, Harry, I want you to stay here, out of sight, and watch the hall. If anyone comes up, follow them. Just that and nothing more. Jack, boss, but whilst while you'll be doing what? Here's my plan, Harry. What do you know, Joe? Give me a passkey and a sketch of the layout of Keller's suite. There are two entrances... One to the bedroom down at the end of the hall. You going in there before Callahan gets here? Yes, Keller and his knife boy and the girl should be in the front room. I want to hear what they're talking about. Get the lowdown on this sports fix. Who's involved? And be as close as possible in case there's any more trouble in store for that girl. That is a pretty large order, boss, and a precarious preoccupation, which you'd better exercise extreme caution, as the saying goes. I will, Harry. And I'm going to keep out of it until Callahan arrives, unless they start to work on that girl again. Even so, you have not got any gun, and it is liable to end up with them working on you. So how about borrowing my trusty knock-and-knock in case of contingencies? No, Harry. If this turns into a slugfest, someone is liable to get killed. Okay, boss. I'll be here waiting for a call if you need me. Uh, just make sure that somebody getting killed ain't you. out of it, Lola. And listen to me. Don't, Brad. I won't talk. I swear I won't. Chase, lying, Brad. I got a notion she talked her head off to that mooch and stumble bum Willie away. I, I didn't. I swear I didn't. I spotted him coming out of a dog wagon near the dark. He must have phoned somebody. He was taking her someplace when I caught up with him. Shut up, Shiv. Stop running off at the mouth. 
You messed this play up, but good. Well, what do you mean? You told me to... I told you to throw a scare at her. I tried just talking, but she wouldn't listen. She tried to jump out of the car. So you mark her up so the cops will grill her till she talks if they spot her and pick her up. I won't talk. I won't tell what I know. I promise. Don't buy that, boy. She's seen me beat up that dope bully to weep. If she squawks, I go back to the pen for keeps with my record. Shut up and quit thinking about yourself, Shiv. You muffed this play and you deserve anything you get. You'll get a piece of anything I get. Listen, you rat. <laughs> Listen, don't threaten me. If you're picked up for that work on Willie the Weep and you drag my name into it, you won't be safe in solitary. Now shut up while I tell Lola how it's going to be. Okay. Okay, tell her. Now listen, Lola, get it straight. I'm only going to tell you once. I'm, I'm listening, Brad. You got in this deal with your eyes open. You played the come on to them dribble pusses and hoop artists. Primed them for the payoff to throw some key games. So my syndicate could lay plenty of long, odd bets and make a killer. Well, I couldn't help it if they went to the prosecutor. No, but you could beat it out of town like you were told. I was hiding in a girlfriend's apartment. That's where Shiv found me. I'll say I did. And the cops would have found you if Shiv hadn't got you first. I wouldn't have talked. We're going to make sure of that, Lola. How? You're going to go on a little trip with Shiv. No, please, Brad, not with Shiv. Let me go alone. I'll get out of town. I'll stay out of big town. I'll hide. That chance with that cut-up kisser. Well, that's your fault. That was for scratching and biting me, you lippy twist. And for two cents, I give you... Lay off, Shiv. Get ready to ride. Where's he taking me, Brad? To a place out of town where the cops won't bother you and nobody will see that face of yours. Come on, get going. Uh, wait, Brad, please. Let me go fix my face. We might be stopped on the way. And I look a mess. Yeah. Maybe you better go wash your face and put some adhesive on that cut on your cheek. Go with the Shiv. No, please, I can do it. What? And maybe get an idea to slip out the hall door of the bedroom. Nothing doing. Go along with her, Shiv. Okay. Come on, baby. You're no funny business. Or I'll mark you up so you'll need a couple of yards of tape. Put away that knife and just see she don't break for that hall door or get near no windows and jump. Okay, Brad. Come on, baby. Hurry it up. Get her ready and out of here. I'll phone the boys to take plenty of bets of the big game tomorrow night. Hey, Joe, get me long distance. Come on, toots, and let's not have any more trouble. Let go of my arm. I hate you, you dirty little rat. Oh, yeah? Maybe I'll give you a real reason when we get where we're going. In the bedroom. Now, wait till I slip on the light. Hey, you, don't be damned. You close that door. No, I didn't. Now, shut up, or I'll press your windpipe through your spine, you filthy little rat. Come here, miss. Who, who are you? Never mind. Snap on the light, quick. Don't let him cry out. Keller's in the next room on the phone. I know. I've been listening. Snap on the light. Be careful. He has a knife. He had a knife. There. Pick it up off the floor. Get out of here. The hall door. What are you going to do? Bring this knife slinging slug along as exhibit A. Jim, what's the idea of closing this door? You Get away from that hall door, Lola. Let go of my boy, mister. All right, Keller. A gun makes him all yours for the moment. Wilson, the racket-busting newsie. Yes, and it looks like I came to the right place. You're going to wish you hadn't. Come here, Lola. Give Shiv his knife. I... I didn't fix this fix, Brad. I didn't know he was in here. I wasn't going to talk. I'll get to you, baby. Give Shiv his knife. Yeah, baby. Give me that carver. <laughs> looks like the stick has got work to do. <laughs> Thus, the tables have been turned on Steve Wilson. 
And for the exciting payoff, we'll return to Big Town in just a moment. Doctors have proved it. Life Boy, with its purifying ingredient, gets skin cleaner, stops B.O. as no other leading soap can. People took daily baths with different soaps. Doctors compared the results. They found that no other leading soap cleansed and protected as well as Life Boy. For Life Boy, with its purifying ingredient, is more effective than any other leading soap against the invisible dirt that forms a foothold for B.O. And Life Boy is milder, too. So enjoy a refreshing Life Boy bath every day. Buy Life Boy right away. Now back to Steve Wilson and the gambler's headquarters at the old Grand Hotel in tonight's racket expose headlined, The Fatal Fix. Come on, Wilson. How did you get wise to our big fix? Talk. Yeah, Wilson, talk. Tell your goon boy to take the tip of his knife away from my throat and I'll tell you anything you want to know, Keller. Talk or I'll split your apple for trying to bust mine. Back up, Shiv. I want to know how much this nosy newsy knows and who else knows. The public prosecutor knows plenty. Maybe he does, but he ain't got no proof. No witnesses that we bribed any players to throw games. Wrong, Keller. Most of the players are honest and they reported your girlfriend's attempt to bribe them. That don't prove she was acting for me. And she ain't talking, are you, baby? Brad, let Mr. Wilson go. I won't talk. I swear I won't talk if you'll let him go. Uh, Listen to Pocahontas. Shut up, Shiv. What's your angle on this, Wilson? Helping the police smash your dirty racket, Keller. Yeah? Yes. But at the moment, I'll settle for persuading you to take a criminal conspiracy rap before you get involved in murder. Who's going to get murdered? You're going to have to kill this girl. And perhaps me to keep this sports fix under wraps. Oh, yeah, Wilson? How much do you want to keep your mouth shut? I couldn't keep it quiet if you offered me a million. Why not? Because I've already notified the police. Callahan of homicide is on his way here. He's lying, Brad. He's playing this alone for a scoop in his lousy illustrated press. That notion has burned smarter crooks than you, Shiv. Call switchboard if you don't believe Callahan is notified. And you're both caught in this rat trap. He's lying, stolen. Let me take him along for a ride. Shut up, Shiv. You interest me, Wilson. What's the deal? You'll have to make your deal with the prosecutor, Keller. But I'll bet you he'd trade your state's evidence for a short term if you'll throw in this knife-slinging rap on the attempted murder of Willie the Weep. Why, you dirty, lousy, lady of shit! Wilson's got something. You lost this play. Oh, yeah? Well, this knife says you're not going to sell me up the river. You knife-slinging rat! Wilson. Wilson. Shiv's knife. Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson. That's all, miss. That's all there is. I knew there was bad blood between them. Knew if I needled Keller into a deal, they'd revert to the criminal code of dog eat dog. What will happen now? To me? That'll depend on a judge and jury, miss. And how well you've learned the lesson that you can't play around the fringe of crime. It's all or nothing. Boys! Hey, boys! What's going on? Me and Miss Kilbane's out here. Uh, just a minute, Harry. I'll unlock this door. Steve. 
Laurel. I, I just got here and heard those shots. What happened? Well, two crooks fell out and saved the state and the public a lot of trouble. Get on the phone, Laurel. It's all the press. Get Dusty Miller over here for a few photos captioned Exhibit A in the big book of crime that doesn't pay. <laughs> And so ended another racket-smashing adventure in the newspaper career of Steve Wilson, Lorelei, and his associates of the Big Town Illustrated Press. Now, before hearing about next week's Big Town adventure, here are Steve Wilson and Lorelei to tell you about the contest of a lifetime. Friends, this is your chance to win the vacation of a lifetime. Would you like to explore Paris and London, see Cairo... Visit Honolulu and other famous foreign cities? Then enter Lever's sensational $50,000 travel contest. Just imagine, friends, you can win a round-the-world trip for two with all travel expenses paid. Or choose $10,000 in cash. Yes, and there are second prizes, too. Fifteen of them. With an all-expense trip to Europe for each winner, or $2,500 cash. Plus 400 other prizes of $10 each. It's easy to enter. Here's all you do. Finish this statement in 25 words or less. I like bath size life boy because... Send each entry with a box front from bath size life boy to Lever Tour of the World Contest, Box 1, New York 8, New York. That's Box 1, New York 8, New York. Only residents of continental United States, Alaska, and Hawaii are eligible. Free entry blanks with complete rules are now at your store. Next week, the makers of Life Boy bring you another hard-hitting rack of expose captioned Murder in the Snow, another exciting assignment in the newspaper career of fighting editor Steve Wilson of Big Town. Don't miss it. In tonight's dramatization, all names, times, and places are fictional. Big Town features Edward Pauley as Steve Wilson, Fran Collin as Laura I. Kilburn, and was written and produced by Jerry McGill. And if you'd like to see what the cast of Big Town are really like, Read the February issue of Radio Mirror Magazine for an exciting story about Big Town, complete with pictures. And next Tuesday night, same time, same station, you'll hear the newsboy calling... Extra, extra, hero about it. Steve Wilson in the headline story of Murder in the Snow, brought to you by Light Boy Health Soap, another fine Lieber product. Extra, Life Boy Health Soap presents Big Town. Extra, extra, hear all about the fatal chain. Tonight's Big Town story brought to you by Life Boy Health Soap, used in the homes of 14 million Americans. Extra, extra. <laughs> Life Boy Health Soap presents Big Town, the headline stories of a great city dramatically reported by Steve Wilson, fighting managing editor whose creed, as with all great newsmen, is emblazoned on the masthead of the illustrated press. The power and the freedom of the press is a flaming sword, that it may be a faithful servant of all the people, use it justly, hold it high, guard it well. Now to Big Town and Steve Wilson's headline story of The Fatal Chain. 
This is the ironic story of a piece of chain that linked the living to the dead. And it began at the entrance to a bank in the business section of Big Town. Began as the cashier of a large manufacturing company, left the bank with a satchel containing the weekly payroll, chained to his wrist and to the wrist of an armed guard. Wait a minute, guard. Let me make sure the lock on this satchel is set. Come on, why worry? It's only a block to the plant. Because I'm responsible for this payroll. Okay, quit worrying. I'm handcuffed to this dough bag, same as you. And I got a gun to handle anybody with any ideas of taking it away from us. Yes. By the way, what happened to the regular man your agency always sends over to guard me in this payroll? Him? Oh, he's off today. He's sick. Come on, let's go. All right. This trip always makes me nervous. Watch this positively amazing demonstration of the wonder of this age. This magic opener, this wonder worker, this lightning opener of articles of every sort. All right, now step up close, observe closely. <laughs> Them sidewalk guys sure work hard to separate the suckers from their dough, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. But let's get to the plant and watch that alley just ahead. How come? I've always felt if I ever got held up, they'd wait in that alley. Yeah. That'd be a good spot. Come on, let's see how it'll work. Yeah. What, what are you doing? Come on, shut up or I'll blast you. Down the alley of that car. What is this? You're not an agency guard. How did you get a badge and credentials? I took him off the dope you was expecting. Come on, in the alley. No. My pals are waiting in that car. No, you won't. No, you dope. Why did you have to plug him? He grabbed at my gun. All right, get him in the heap. Stell's driving. Let's get out of here. For you, Lala, come in and close the door on those infernal teletypes. Ah, the inevitable sign of exasperation. What has not been done, which should have been done, as Harry the Hack would say. I've been talking to Callahan of Homicide. The mayor and the police commissioner have him on the grill over that payroll job this morning. Oh, poor Callahan. Overworked and understaffed, and they expect miracles in eight hours. Did you get anything new at the bank, the factory, or at headquarters? No, nothing that leads anywhere, Steve. What about the regular payroll guard? Is there any chance he was linked to that robbery? Not a chance, Steve. His record is 100A+, and he's in the hospital with concussion after the fight he put up to keep his badge and credentials. Yes. What about the cashier? No die, Steve. Like Caesar's wife above reproach. And he left some of his blood in that alley before they got him in the getaway car. How about the car? Stolen? Mm-hmm. Abandoned near Water Street. No fingerprints. Mm-hmm. But, um, Steve, I've got a hunch a woman was driving that car. Oh, how come, Laura? There was fresh face powder on the floor mat under the wheel. I think she got nervous waiting for the payoff and dropped her compact while powdering her nose. I'll buy that, but it doesn't help much. Any new witnesses? None who could add anything to the description of the phony guard handcuffed to the cashier in the payroll satchel. Just a big, hard-looking guy. Yes, big town is full of them. Well, how about your underwear listening post, Steve? Any likely bank or payroll artist on the lamb from their usual hangout? I've contacted several, a lot of things so far. You know, it might be an out-of-town mob. No, I don't think so, Lorelei. They knew their way around. Uh, it's either wire, Steve. Yes, this might be something. Hello, Steve Wilson, Illustrated Press. Mr. Wilson, this is that too-perfect purveyor of paraphernalia, that handy-dandy dispenser of view tags, the one and only Barky the Bob. Hello, Barky. Haven't they run you in for selling those phony static eliminators? I've discontinued that line, Mr. Wilson. The maker of that little item was a fraud. After an exhaustive test, I found it inferior to my expectation and uh, that of my customers. 
Well, what are you hawking now, Barky? Oh, a handy little dandy, Mr. Wilson. A magic can opener that'll open anything. I will even venture to say it would open a bank vault or a payroll satchel. Payroll satchel. Positively, Mr. Wilson. And I have a super deluxe model available only to you at a rock-bottom price in return for past favors. And if you'll hurry, 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 it'll be available to you for the asking absolutely free. Thanks. Where are you, Barky? In exactly 15 minutes, a quarter of an hour, I will have set up for business on the northwest corner of 5th and South. Now, hurry if you want one of my magic mystery openers with complete instruction inside the box. So hurry, hurry, hurry. Thanks, Barky. I'll pick it up in 15 minutes. Uh, you got a lead, Steve? Yes, Lana, I get your alleged hat. We're going to buy a magic can opener that may break this case. <laughs> Thus, Steve Wilson, through one of his tipsters on the fringe of the so-called underworld, is given a lead promising exciting developments. Doctors have proved it. Life Boy Health Soap in your daily bath gets skin cleaner than any other leading soap can. Did you say cleaner? That's right. Here's what the doctors now know. After comparing the effects of daily baths with different soaps, they made this amazing statement. Actually, you are cleaner. Safer from B.O. when you bathe daily with Life Boy than when you bathe with any other leading soap. How does Life Boy do it? Well, here's the secret. Life Boy does more than just remove the grime and perspiration you can see. Life Boy is more effective than any other leading soap in removing the invisible dirt that may form a foothold for B.O. Life Boy gets you even cleaner than the eye can see. Cleaner than the eye can see. Yes, after 820 scientific tests. Doctors say that Life Boy's purifying ingredient makes the difference. And this same purifying ingredient actually makes Life Boy milder. Safe even for a baby's tender skin. So enjoy a Life Boy bath every day. You'll love the creamy, rich lather, the wonderful mildness. Get Life Boy tomorrow. Back to Big Town and to Steve Wilson of the Illustrated Press as he moves in to crack the riddle of tonight's headline story of The Fatal Train. Following up a tip on a sensational payroll robbery phoned in by one of his many underworld listening posts, Steve and Lorelei Kilborn, one of his ace crime reporters, are on the way to a street corner rendezvous in the car of Harry the Loquacious Hecky. Say, boss. Say it, Harry, but get us to the corner of 5th and West as quickly as the law allows. Oh, we are practically there, Mr. Wilson. And whilst while I am wondering if this may not be one of those contingencies in which me and my upholstered monkey wrench may not be of assistance. Thanks, Harry, but we're just meeting a tipster who may have a lead on the goons who pulled that payroll robbery this morning. A uh, home uh, is indulging in the precarious preoccupation of squealing on a group of characters who have already bumped off one guy to get 50 grand in extremely expendable lettuce. The one and only Barky the Bark, Harry. Holy moly, Miss Kilpoin, that pitcher's sure taking a chance. Uh, he's playing at KG, Harry. He's making a pitch and selling me a can opener with a tip inside the box. Well, even so, boss, how come he has taken such a chance squawking on the rub-out, boys? Oh, I helped him out of a jam once, Harry. He's not doing it for a reward. Uh, uh, fifth and West coming up, boys. You want for me to pull up right at the northwest corner? Oh, stop short at the corner, Harry. Well, there's Barky, Steve. He's got his stand set up, and he started his pitch. Oh, good. 
And he's rounded up enough of a crowd to cover our little transaction without exciting suspicion. You want me to come along and buy a can opener, Steve? No, Laurel. I stay in the hack with Harry and keep out of sight. Right. I'll go join the suckers right. and buy one as soon as Barkley winds up his pick. I'm about to demonstrate this here miracle of inventive ingenuity, this masterpiece of mechanical magic, this housekeeper's handy little helper. Oh, oh, step right up, sir. You're just in time to witness the wizardry of an absolutely new and sensational way of opening cans. All kinds of cans. Observe closely now. A mere flick of the wrist and... Presto, bingo, bingo, and the job is done. Now, for the surprise I promised you folks, the price of this little giant is not five dollars, not even a dollar, but a quarter of a dollar. Two bits. I'll uh, take one. Ah, a considerate family man who thinks of the little woman. Thanks. I'm a bachelor, but I can use one just the same. <laughs> Here's a quarter. Ah, thank you, sir. Thank you. And for the best results, read the instructions inside each and every box. Well, thanks until you're better paid. I'll do that. All right, now, who else? Step right up, folks. Come on, get your handy-dandy magic open. Another one is 25, Frank. Did you get it, Steve? We'll see in a moment. Wait till I get this box open. Did he pass any white force? No, Harry. It should be here inside the box. Well, there's a slip of paper. What to say? I saw the stick up and followed the pitch to the payoff, Mr. Wilson. There's three working the caper, two guys and a dame. They're holed up in the basement of 17 West. Steve, that's in the next block toward the river. Yes, and I think I'd better make sure they're still roosting, Laura. Steve Wilson, you're not going to go barging in there alone. No, I'll just scout the place while you phone Callahan. I can phone from that drugstore right over there. Good. Tell him the tip may be cold by now. The buzzers may have flown. But he'd better bring his homicide squad and tear gas in case he has to blast them out. How about me, boss? Drive into the alley, Harry, and watch the back of 17. It'll be a pleasure. But if they break that way before homicide gets here, don't try to stop them. Your trusty monkey wrench is no match for hot lead. The same goes for you, Steve Wilson. I'll be careful, Lorelei, but before there's a showdown, I want to know if that cashier who was chained to the payroll satchel and the phony guard is dead or alive. Let's go. Come on, Rick. Never mind cutting open that satchel and get at that dope. Find something to get me loose from this dope. You're the dope for plugging him. Well, he grabbed my gun. Why didn't you just slug him? Now you've mixed me and Stella up in a murder if the guy dies. Can't we get a doc for him, Rick? All I could do was stop the bleeding. He looks almost dead. Yeah, so get something to cut this chain. I ain't gonna like being chained to no dead guy. Get this cuff over my wrist to get this chain cut. Do you hear? Shut up. Hey. Now get hold, you big slob. Is this your fault letting him throw the key to the cuffs away? Oh, that dope you cased this caper. You ought to find out this guy never had no key to the cuffs on him. You'd have figured that if you'd been as smart as you think you are. You'd have had a chisel or a hacksaw already here in this, this crummy joint. All right, so I missed something. So you missed the best. Shut up and quit blowing your top. Rick, we got to do something about this cashier guy. He ain't hardly breathing and I can't feel no pulse. He, he looks dead. Never mind him. But Rick, if he dies, they'll be after us for murder. You said there wouldn't be any gun stuff. I wouldn't have drove the car if I'd known there was going to be any killing. Cut it out, Stell. You were in for whatever had to be done, and you're going to be in for whatever's got to be done from here on. I've got to sure if that guy dies. They'll never lay off. They ain't going to lay off no matter what happens. So we got to get set to travel tonight, and I mean far and fast. No, we won't get no place with me chained to a dead guy. Get something. Get me loose on this guy. Shut up, Punchy. That's what we're going to do. Still get out of here. Go find a hardware store and buy a hacksaw. What if I'm spotted, picked up? Nobody saw you. Nobody's got a description of you. Now get going. All right, Rick. But see if you can't do something for that guy. 
I ain't never been mixed up in no murder. Well, you're mixed up now, baby. And listen careful before you get out of here. Like a wreck, you hurt my arm. That's just a sample, baby. You try taking a powder on us, and I'll find you and wring your pretty neck. Now get out of here. Get a hacksaw and get back here, but quick. <laughs> Yes, Lorna. I'm stuck in this doorway. Uh, any sign of activity in the basement of number 17? I can't tell from here. The shades are drawn, but there's a light. Did you get to Inspector Callahan? I had to leave a message. He's on the DA's carpet, but they'll get to him as quickly as possible. Good. If the DA would stick to prosecutions and leave Callahan alone to do his job, we'd have better results in Big Town. Yes. And I hope this isn't a dead-end tip. Well, Barky wouldn't take the chance of gangling revenge to give us a bum steer or anything like this. And I don't think anybody will suspect Barky gave you the tip. And I, for one... Watch it, Laura. Let my lovely step back in the shadows. Someone just came out of the basement door of number 17. Golly, Steve. It's a girl. Yes. And we know from Barky a girl was driving the getaway car, which confirmed your hunch about the spilled face powder. She seems to be looking around to see if the house is being watched. Yeah. Let's wait and see what she does. She's coming this way. Now, keep back in the shadows. Let her pass. Here she comes. You could almost have reached out and grabbed her. Why didn't you, Steve? Well, it might have upset the apple cart and given the others a chance to get away before Callahan gets here, Laura. But what about that girl? She's heading for the avenue. Follow her, Laura. I see where she goes and what she does. Okay, Steve, are you going to wait here for Callahan? No, this looks like the rats may be getting ready to scatter. I'm going to get into that building and find out what's happened to the cashier before homicide closes in. Please don't go in there alone, Steve. It's too risky. There's at least two of them, maybe more, armed. Be careful, my lovely. Well, at least find Harry and go in the back way. No, no, don't worry. I'll get Harry if I need him. Now, get going. The girl is almost to the corner, Laura. I don't lose her. She may be the key to this whole deadly setup. Now, on your way. What's keeping that dame, Rick? Why ain't she back here with that hacksaw? What's keeping her? Take it easy, Punchy. She ain't been gone but a couple of minutes. Maybe she ain't coming back. She's scared of being mixed in a murder. Rick, maybe she ain't coming back. She'll come back because she knows I'll find her and slit her throat with the shim. If she don't. Put away that knife, Rick. What's the big idea? Relax, Punchy. Just going to slash his satchel open and get a look at the dough while we're waiting. I'll lay off the dough and keep it. We can divvy it up. If you got to do something, find a hammer and chisel and cut this chain. That guy's dead. It's giving me the willies being chained to a dead guy. Unwind, will you, Punchy? What's the diff if he's dead? It makes plenty of diff to me. Stay in the chair, Punchy. You ain't going anywhere. Even if I was to let you, you couldn't go nowhere unless you carried that stiff with you. (laughs) I got a picture of you getting out of town carrying a dead guy. How would you make it? Take a bus? Save (laughs) the gags, Rick. It ain't funny. And I'm getting a sneaking notion that you don't care if I ever get loose from this guy or not. What's giving you that notion, Punchy? You ain't half tried to get me loose. Well, that's a tough chain, Punchy. I can't cut it with this knife. Of course, uh, if you're in a real hurry to get loose, I could maybe get that cuff off your wrist, but uh, you might not have any hand to speak of. Put it out, Rick. Lay off. <laughs> Quit needling me. Put away that knife and think of something to get me All loose. All right, just sit back and relax. The cell gets here with a hacksaw. Oh, i got a feeling she ain't coming back. I've got a real notion she ain't ever coming back. And I tell you, she'll be back. She'll be oh, back because she wants her share of this payroll. Here, have a button relax while I slice the satchel open and see how much we got to split. Nah, I'd rather have a drink. Well, there ain't no drink. Here, 
Now, puff up and take it easy. Forget that guy there on the couch. Wait till I show you a handful of long green lettuce. Okay. Okay, but I've got you don't palm none of it, you wisecracking slug. I wouldn't do anything like that, Punchy. We're partners, aren't we? Made a deal and even split three ways. Of course, Stelling earned her share, and we could settle with her for less. A lot less. Don't get that kind of idea with me, Rick. You're the one that's got the idea, Punchy. I wouldn't have thought of it. Now that you put the notion in my head, it don't sound so bad. It doesn't. Hey, Punchy, look at, look at the dough. Packs of nice, fresh dough right out of the mint. Payroll dough. Packs of ones and fives, tens, and twenties. Easy spending dough, Punchy. There must be 50 grand in this sack. Leave it there, you slut. Oh, listen to it. Make sweet music, Punchy. Listen. Cut it out. Put that dough back. Quit smacking your chops over that stuff and do something to get me loose. I tell you, that stale dame ain't coming back, Rick. Yeah, Punchy. Maybe you're right. You're so sure of it, you're beginning to sell me. Beginning to give me an idea. Get away from me with that knife, Rick. Keep that rod in your shoulder, holster, Punchy. You've used it once too many times today. Use it on me, you'll never get loose from that cashier. Now I got a real notion you don't ever mean for me to get loose. You'd cross up your girlfriend, Stell. Why not Put me? Put away that gun. Don't be nuts. I was only kidding. Well, I ain't kidding, and I got a real idea. What's the idea? What are you going to try? I'm going to get this chain tied across the arm of this chair. And shoot open one of the links. I'll be a dope. It won't work. Well, it's worth a try. What have I got to lose? Don't fire that rod a shot in this dump. I'll bring the cops. Well, then you think of a better idea. Quick. Okay, give me that gun. You slug. You dirty, rotten, double-crossing slug. Shut up and sit down. Give me back that rod. Oh, Punchy, I'm going to give it to you right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Take the clip out of this rod. Now sit there and sleep that off a while. Get something to stuff that door and get out of here. Ought to be something in this dump. Stop it, at you. No, and thanks for leaving this gun on the table. Oh, yeah? You're welcome to that rod, big boy. Stay right where you are. I don't carry a gun of my own, and I'd hate to have to use this one, even on you. Don't let it cut your sleep, Sap. That rod's as empty as a stumble bump's pocket. Go ahead and pull the trigger. Yes. So I see. You removed the magazine clip. Yeah. I got it right here in my pocket. I also got a knife. So let's have some conversation out of here. What's the grip? Who are you? Playing clothes flat? No, just a newspaper man who tries to help the police trap rats like you and your slumbering pal over there in the chair. Oh, nosy newsy, huh? After a story for your lousy paper. They'll get a story when they find you carved up in this joint. You're uh, pretty sure of that knife of yours, aren't you? Yeah. It's quicker and quieter than a gun. And I'm going to let you have a taste of it. All right. Let's see how good you are with that knife. Plenty good. How will you have it? Come and get it. Thus, Steve faces a cunning and desperate killer armed with a knife. In a moment, we'll come to the exciting climax of tonight's story, brought to you by Lifebuoy Health Soap. Friends, it truly is amazing, but doctors have proved it. Lifebuoy in your daily bath gets skin cleaner than any other leading soap can. Yes, after comparing the effects of daily baths with different soaps, the doctors made this amazing statement. Actually, you're cleaner, safer from B.O. when you bathe daily with Lifebuoy than when you bathe with any other leading soap. 
It's Life Boy's purifying ingredient that makes the difference. And remember, this purifying ingredient actually makes Life Boy milder, safe even for a baby's tender skin. So bathe daily with mild, refreshing Life Boy. Get some tomorrow, won't you? Now, back to Big Town at tonight's headline story of The Fatal Chain. A tip on a sensational payroll robbery resulting in a possible killing has led Steve Wilson to a hideout in the basement of an old house on the south side of Big Town, where he now faces a desperate man armed with a knife. All right, big boy, what are you waiting for? Come and get your carving. I'm in a hurry. I'm not going anywhere. In fact, I'll be perfectly satisfied to keep you here in this rat hole hideout with your unconscious pal and your victim. What are you pulling, fellow? What's the idea of stripping off your coat? I'm going to use this coat to keep you from using that knife on me. Yeah? Yes. And to take that knife away from you if you make a break for that door in the hall. Oh, worry, pal. I'm not breaking for anywhere without the dough in that payroll satchel. Oh, yes. You've paid quite a price for that money, haven't you? You've shot a man, you've double-crossed your partner and sent your woman accomplice out into the streets where she'll be picked up by the police. How'd you know there was a dame in this caper? The streets of Big Town have a thousand eyes and as many tongues. And your whole play was a stupid long shot that'll get you the chair for that cashier over there on the couch if he's dead. Never mind that dopey cashier, and I don't care about the dame. I'm hauling out of here with that dough, and you and that coat wrapped around your arm ain't gonna stop me. All right. Come on, get your lesson. Wait a minute. Wash me me in on this, Henry. Keep back, Harry. I think I know how to handle knife slingers. Yeah, let's see if you do. Now, drop that knife. Open your finger and drop that knife on the floor, or I'll have to break your arm. Drop it. Okay, he's up. Beautiful, boss. Positively lovely, but watch him. He looks like a slippery slug. Hold still, your rat. You're all washed up. Not yet, pal. Pardon me, boss. Ah, what do you know? I hardly clunked him. He wasn't nearly as tough as he thought he was. They really are, Harry. Without a gun and a knife in their hands. But watch him. While I see if there's anything we can do for the cashier there on the couch. Holy moly, he don't look like he is in very good shape. He isn't. But someone has made a crude attempt to bandage his wound. Maybe the dame was driving a car. I wonder where she is. Well, she left here a few minutes ago. Lorelei's trailer. Hey, mister. Harry, this man is still alive. Get out of here and get a doctor. Phone for an ambulance. I'm a double, boss. But how about this big ape in a chair and a slug on the floor? They are only temporarily incapacitated. I think I can handle them until Callahan gets here. Get going, Harry. Okay, I'll leave my trusty monkey wrench here in case you should need it. And look out, that day will come back. I hope she does, Harry. The money. The payroll. Oh, take it easy, fella. They didn't get the payroll, but they got you and you lost a lot of blood. I'm responsible for that money. They tricked me. They switched guards on me. We know that. It wasn't your fault. Now lie still and take it easy until we can get a doctor for you. Who who, who are you? What's happened to those men and and the girl who tried to help me? Well, I'm Steve Wilson of the Illustrated Press. Now, the police will be here in a few minutes. And an ambulance for you. So just lie still and take it easy. The girl. Be careful of the girl. She's gone to get something to cut the chain. I pretended I was unconscious. I listen to them. Don't worry. Just lie still. I'll take care of her if she comes back. I am back. Who are you, mister? Well, hello. 
I may be the person who can save you from the chair if you put down that toy revolver and use your head. So that dopey cashier ain't dead. No, thanks to you. So don't spoil your chances by using that gun. Don't give me that. I'm mixed up in this, but good. I'll get a big stretch no matter what happens. Perhaps not. If you drop that gun and turn safe's evidence. Don't kid me. I'm going to get my share of that dough and get that gun, you don't. Take her, Steve. I'll get the gun off the floor. That's nice going, Lorelei. I thought you'd be right behind her. Thanks. Uh, uh, hold still, miss. You've had your chance. Stop. Hold still. Okay. All right, I'll play ball. I'll shoot the works. I'll tell the cops anything they want to know. Sorry, miss. You had to make one more try to get your hands on that payroll. Now it'll be up to the police and the judge and jury. What about that poor cashier, Steve? He's still alive, Lorelei. Harry's going for a doctor. See if there's anything you can do for him, Lorelei. Okay, Steve. Oh, that should be Callahan and his homicide boys. Good. And as soon as they take over, get on the phone to City Desk, byline yourself a headline of this fatal chain of deadly circumstance. So ended with the arrest and conviction of the ruthless payroll bandits and their treacherous woman accomplice, and the fortunate recovery of their victim... Another exciting adventure in the newspaper career of Steve Wilson and Lorelei of the Big Town Illustrated Press. And now, before telling you of next week's Big Town drama, remember, your doctors have proved it. Life Boy Health Soap in your daily bath gets skin cleaner than any other leading soap can. Yes, you're cleaner, safer from B.O. when you bathe daily with Life Boy... And when you bathe with any other leading soap, ask for Life Boy tomorrow. Friends, maybe you've been one of the millions of people who've climbed aboard the Freedom Train this year during its travels throughout the country. If so, you were privileged to see some of the actual documents that symbolize our American heritage. Let's all remember these liberties, won so dearly, are ours to defend as well as to enjoy. Now, as always... Freedom is everybody's job. Next week, the makers of Life Boy bring you a hard-hitting story entitled Death by Plan, the saga of an escaped convict's fantastic revenge. Another exciting assignment in the newspaper career of fighting Steve Wilson of Big Town. Don't miss it. In tonight's dramatization, all names, times, and places are fictional, and any similarity to other names and places is purely coincidental. Big Town features Edward Pauley as Steve Wilson, Fran Carlin as Lorelai Kilborn, and was written and directed by Jerry McGill. And now, Big Town bids you good night until next Tuesday night, same time, same station, when you'll hear the newsboy calling. Extra, extra hero, about it? The story of Steve Wilson and Death by Plan, brought to you by Life Boy Health Soap, another fine lever product. Extra, extra. <laughs>